Here we are, start of the show. Uh, I wish I had something to talk about, but I don't. Um, I feel like we we have a shitload of stuff to discuss today. But um, maybe, Dave, for you, since you are a, a DC apologist, you say so yourself. Yes, yes um, I am. What, what are your thoughts oh, on the Arrowverse in particular? Um, it fluctuates in quality, but I mm-hmm. have enjoyed every season of every show that I've watched, with the exception of... Um, Guard, not Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow, I think it was, oh, it was called. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the first season, and then they got rid of the guy that played Rory in Doctor Who, and I was like, well, what's what's even the point anymore? Um, yeah. And I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I like the fact that it ties together so many aspects of all of the other shows, but it never really grabbed me in the same way that Arrow or Supergirl did. Mm-hmm. um and the flash especially like for me like the flash is the standout show and no surprise that it's the only one that still isn't showing any signs of being shut down yeah um arrow's gone although there are p- rumors abundant that he- it will be coming back hmm. um okay supergirl i think is on its last season coming up um but i've not heard anything about the flash uh closing down but yeah that that entire universe is just wonderful and the fact that they actually tied it into the DCEU with a uh, an appearance in uh, an episode of uh, the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths kind of thing that they did. Yeah, um, was absolutely just mind blowing. I was just what? And yeah. it's actually <laughs> canonically how the DCEU's version of the Flash gets his name because yeah, um, because there's this whole thing where he's like, "I'm the Flash. You're the what?" hey that's a cool name and then he just disappears um but yeah like the quality of it like the balanti verse i'm i'm very much on the same uh frame of mind as kevin smith on this in that they've got this wonderful balance of heart and humor and lots of action um and i i don't watch many cw shows in fact before this i wouldn't have watched any cw shows but it Mm -hmm. seems like they've married that kind of cw type of show with superheroes in a really intriguing way at least for me and they've just got really good actors like all of these actors that all came from things like glee and just random crap that i never would have watched in my life and yeah they they they've cast from real left field um and they always find someone that can do something really intriguing with a character um i can't remember the name of the actress now despite the fact that i'm actually subscribed to her youtube channel uh katie sackhoff <laughs> that's her name um, yeah she, yeah so she was in um uh which one Battlestar galactica she was in Battlestar galactica yeah yeah that was kind of like her big break although she was in halloween h2o i think 
the one, the haunted house one where everyone had um, uh, cameras on. And it was like a yeah. resurrection. Oh, resurrection yeah. was at it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's funny. So yeah, I didn't she, know she was she, in it. Yeah, yeah. She, um, she was in that, and she was doing an Alicia Silverstone impression. She said uh, when, when oh, she talked man. about it years later. Um, but like her big break was uh, Battlestar Galactica, as you said. Um, and then from that, she's got this role in one of the Arrow shows. And she's got this amazing English accent, which hmm. I, every time she's on an episode, I'll just forget what's going on in the episode and I'll just find the parts that she's in so I can hear her talking because it's just <laughs> so, so good. But yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm a fan of the Balantiverse, as it's called, or the Arrowverse. Um, I, it's another thing where it seems like everything DC has a very kind of like dividing nature to it where you're either a big fan or you absolutely hate it. And there's very little in between. Hmm. Um, and I've seen a lot of people like really hating on it. And I get it because CW shows in their own right are not for everybody. Um, but I, I do enjoy them for what they are. And uh, I hope that The Flash continues for a couple more years at least. But um, I, I can see them wrapping it up in the near future. I'm just kind of hoping that they get little... Um, if, if the DCEU continues in some way, shape or form, kind of hoping they might get little appearances in there somehow. But... I don't know. I don't know. It's not Marvel. That's the thing. It's not Marvel, and therefore everyone hates it. So, uh, and also to be fair, to be fair, Marvel are knocking it out of the park with things like WandaVision that finished this week. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I don't think that DC could ever hope to reach those levels. But the problem for me, at least, is I feel like there's a lot of people out there, uh, tinfoil hat on, um, who aren't willing to let it succeed and don't want to like it regardless of whether or not it's good or not. Um, and that's not the case for like what we're going to talk about today because there are very good reasons why some people didn't like those movies. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I, I think that people are just a little bit too harsh on a lot of these things. There's a lot of gatekeeping where it's like, well, that's not my version of, the, of so-and-so. Um, mm -hmm. He's not dark and brooding enough. Uh, Oliver Queen doesn't look like he could handle himself in a in a fight, um, and uh, it just kind of annoys me. It's like just let people enjoy what they want to enjoy, and if you don't like it, brilliant. And mm -hmm. you know, tell me why you don't like it, and then I'll be like, okay, no, those are valid reasons not to like it. <laughs> but here are my reasons why I do like it, and those reasons don't actually um, kind of like negate each other at all they're kind of very separate reasons like i i accept mm -hmm. there are things about batman versus superman and man of steel that are not well done and could be done a lot better um but i also think there's a lot of things about those kind of movies and the tv series that accompany them that are done really well and i think they're just kind of like it's skated over because it's it's easier to hate something than to find something to like about them but i don't know i'm not an expert <laughs> <laughs> well Britt, you like those shows a lot though right like I, that, like, I, yeah, yeah I, I was really into them for a while i didn't watch the first couple of seasons of arrow but i started watching it whenever like the flash series started like so it was a few years into that universe and for like a couple of seasons i watched like all of them but then it was just like so much and they're all an hour long and if you're yeah. like watching on the cw app you're sitting through the same four goddamn ads each commercial break and I hate that so much same same but um but yeah like I, I stuck with flash for a long time up through the um i guess like the maybe the christmas break from like a couple years ago 
was it 2019 maybe i don't know i think right, so okay that might have been it um like just after a crisis happened mm, and mm. um i was like well I'll, I'll pick this back up but then i just got like behind on episodes and i just never stuck with it but i still uh like that show quite a bit um at least up to what i've seen um but then like stuff like batwoman i never really started i only watched the uh the crisis yeah. tie-in episode you know um and i i don't know how there is i don't even honestly i don't know what is airing currently like <laughs> in, on most things i think so. a lot of them are just about to come back um okay batwoman was massively mishandled uh, the uk launch of, of batwoman was hugely mishandled because yeah. crisis came out and there was a whole episode of crisis which was a batwoman episode so you had to have mm -hmm. batwoman airing to see that episode and batwoman to this day i don't know when it aired where it aired and how i could have watched it but mm -hmm. i just ended up there were, I, I could only wait so long before spoilers on the internet were absolutely everywhere and i ended up just like i'm just gonna have to skip the batwoman episode and hope that everything's explained well enough Unfortunately, yeah. it was. But what I did miss out on was uh, Kevin Conroy's uh, live-action debut as Batman, which yeah. I was furious about because I would have really liked to have seen that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like I, I, lo I love the crossover events. I think they're really well done when you've got access to everything in a row. Yeah, that that whole watching stuff on an app and getting four episodes, uh, four adverts that are all the same every single mm -hmm. time. Um, yeah. Thank you, Lucky Stars, that you don't use Crunchyroll. Yeah, <laughs> because that thing get an ad blocker if you're going to watch Crunchyroll because they will show you the same advert four times in a row not even the f same four adverts you will get the, the same, same one yeah you'll get Starburst four fucking <laughs> times in a row and it was alright when it was like some kind of like short five second stinger but when it's there's juice looser boot your hoose with a massively <laughs> a massively racist interpretation of a Scotsman <laughs> trying to sell you oh wine gums and he's yeah. got ginger hair and the, and the scotch bonnet not the pepper the actual hat and a yeah. red nose because obviously he's scottish he's alcoholic um mm. and it's just horrible and every now and then you just get one of those adverts where you're just like I, do i really have to watch this four separate times <laughs> and as yeah. a haiku fan which is like a volleyball anime um the only legal way to watch it was on crunchyroll and um ad block was a massive godsend for me when that happened Man. because jesus christ yeah, yeah. That, that can be maddening it really can be now do you guys have hbo max over there Anyone? no no okay. and that's that's going to be interesting because obviously again massive dc fan here um yeah. there's a lot of stuff which is coming to hbo max which I don't know how it's going to come out over here. You mm. know, it could be mm -hmm. in cinemas. Like, do I have to risk my life to watch Wonder Woman 84? From what I've heard yeah. of the reviews, it's not worth it. Uh, yeah, don't do that. No. But, you know, it's just like th th there's no rhyme or reason to it at the moment. With HBO Max in the US, at least you have it all in one place. And you mm -hmm. know that you pay your money and you get all of that stuff in one place. But over here, like half of it will go to Sky. The other half will go to BT. You'll have like an online streaming thing for Amazon Prime as well. And it's just like, just put it all in one place. I'm, I'm begging yeah. you, launch HBO Max in the UK and I will buy it. It's not yeah. a problem. I don't mind. <laughs> it's just when you get eight different streaming sites. And like, basically we have now, we have like eight or nine different streaming services that have things on them that I want to watch. It was cheaper 10 years ago when I was paying Sky like 70 quid a month 
to watch all of this stuff and now it's split mm-hmm. over all of these different apps mm-hmm. I haven't got time to watch it all I can't afford it all I can't afford the apps I've got you know like it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah. it really is that's yeah, crazy I, w- yeah. I would have thought that like Warner Brothers being such like a, a massive studio would have some pull and, and be able to like I don't know launch this in like several countries at, at once or whatever yeah, but there's nothing I, I heard them. you yeah I heard you mention that on on Erie uh, not too long ago and I was I was surprised yeah yeah it it's uh it, it surprises me because like as far as I'm aware up until the beginning of the pandemic there was absolutely no agreement between HBO Max and any other streaming service in the UK as far as the rights for their stuff so it's not even like we can't launch because we have nothing that we can legally put on because we're tied into a contract with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So what's stopping them from doing it? I have no idea. Is there an infrastructure issue which they have to get over? Like, I I really don't know. I, I feel like most of it can just be done remotely anyway. You can just send people to US servers and, I don't know, you can geo-block people that you don't need want to, to be watching your stuff Um it's weird it's really really weird and we're getting closer and closer to the point where i feel like you're not going to have a territorial distribution of stuff by different people because the internet has made the world such a small place already and with mm-hmm. the uh, the way things have happened recently with uh, warner brothers moving all of their stuff to hbo max and mm-hmm. a lot of the filmmakers are not happy about that and i can understand why um with them doing that it just feels like we're closer and closer to a future where you don't need to go to the cinema to watch anything. It'll all be on a service. And, you know, like we, I mentioned Marvel earlier, they've got most of their ducks in a row now, Disney, where most of their properties have been taken off of Netflix and Amazon and places mm-hmm. like that. And they have them all under the Disney Plus banner. And it's yet again a case of Disney seeing ahead of time, knowing what the market is going to be and getting everything sorted so that they can dominate that market before people realize there is a market to dominate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, and, and everyone else is catching up. And surprise, surprise, HBO Max, Warner are playing catch up again, just like they did with the Justice League. It's ridiculous. <laughs> They're That's constantly so crazy. chasing their, their asses. <laughs> yeah. God. I don't know. Actually, it was on Generation Animation. You guys were talking about uh, Looney Tunes, the new Looney Tunes on yeah. HBO Max, and that's mm. where you had mentioned that you couldn't, you didn't have it, and I, that that's where that's I right. was like, "Wow, this is shocking to me," because it was such a massive launch here in the states, mm-hmm. um, and there's like constant like advertising on like you know uh, cable and you know television for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is so bizarre, and like especially with the. Yeah, like you said, like all of the uh, the Warners and Lionsgate movies coming to HBO Max are like premiering there for 30 days, you know, yeah. same same day theatrically. That is insane. And then with fucking Zack Snyder's Justice League, holy shit. Dave, oh, yeah. if you what? need to fly, if you need wow. to fly to the States <laughs> and you need a place to stay so you can watch this, I got you. I'm, I, I'm, I, thank you, first and foremost. Uh, yeah. I'm genuinely, for the first time in my life, considering buying a VPN. Yeah. Just so mm-hmm. that I can just borrow somebody's HBO Max and watch the Justice League. Yeah. Um, yeah. It. Do you know what the the thing with with Snyder's Justice League? Uh, it's 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 a weird one because I was super stoked to finally see what his idea for that film was going to be, mm-hmm. and the more I see of it, the less <laughs> I'm bothered. And, <laughs> Interesting. And, and it's because of stylistic choices. Zack Snyder cannot help being Zack Snyder. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he's apparently going to put it out in a four by three format. Um, so it's going to look like a TV show. It's going to be like a boxy kind of format rather than 16 by nine or, or a cinematic Weird. layout. Like the trailer that came out most recently and everyone was like, why is it boxed like that? Yeah. You know that one? Apparently yeah. that people are saying that is actually the aspect ratio of the movie when it comes out, which is just bonkers to me. I'm hoping that it's just them <laughs> trying to get people talking about it and it's not going to be that at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I've remember, never I've never seen Stephen more angry in my I, life. I, he I, is I'm fuming. Flabbergasted right now. I I, <laughs> I remember that trailer. I yeah, I remember that trailer coming out and I thought that was weird, but I didn't think much of it. Yeah. Because it was an official trailer. It wasn't like I saw someone's cropped YouTube version, you know, they put on trying to whatever get around it but um i didn't actually think that would be the case and i'm just like what yeah i i um i i can't remember where it was that i read that Uh, we were talking about it we've got a little whatsapp chat between me david and andy and um Mm -hmm. it was mentioned in there and so of course i took it as gospel because those two guys of course talking about but um it genuinely like it's Zack snyder it wouldn't surprise me um yeah and and i'm like i zach you're making it very difficult for me to love you right now yeah and and please just make it cinema format because we all have widescreen tvs at home you know most of yeah, us have HDR 4K that, right? yeah like yeah i i just what, <laughs> just next thing he's gonna say it's gonna be in black and white you know like, yeah, right, and I'm yeah. like, i don't mind black and white movies don't get me wrong but make it an extra optional kind of thing. Don't make yeah. it the default way of seeing this movie because yeah. nothing about the previous films jives with this whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, it's going to make that trilogy, the end of that trilogy, like so jarring, you know, yeah. as yeah. if the theatrical cut of Justice League wasn't jarring enough. Now you're going to do going to do this. OK, yeah. cool. Yeah. It, it, I've been hearing about uh, most, I, I guess, like 90% from what I heard of the newly added footage is just like CGI stuff that he added. It's not even like real like character stuff. But like mm-hmm. now that you're saying all this stuff, I'm like, all right, so what if he crops it to four by three? It's fucking black and white. And it's four hours, not because he added any footage at all. He took out all the sound and he just put in sound cards in between. It's just everything just layers like a silent movie, right? I just want that clack, 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 clack sound effect in the background as it's playing now and it'll be perfect. Like, it's the ultimate troll from Snyder, oh, I'm sure. Like, I could, again, like, I just, I, I was told this, I took it as being the, the case. Um, but sure. Like, I genuinely like there's no other explanation for why this trailer came out the way it did. Yeah. I mean, it, I just, it, oh my if God. anything, the trailer's weird. Man, that's great. Well, uh, I would love to talk more about uh, Justice League coming up and uh, Zack Snyder Justice League coming up, but uh, let's definitely get into the show. So uh, we're doing it. I'm Steven. I'm Brent, and welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. On today's show, we have, well, you've heard the voice, the other American voice uh, on this this (laughs) recording here. Is that right? I think think that's right. He's from the Uh, South, I think. I think so. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. (laughs) Hey, man. Howdy, boys. How you doing? <laughs> My name's Dave. <laughs> I'm from good old southern states of the United States. <laughs> I love me some grits and gravy and good <laughs> old steaks. I don't know. Hello, everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's Dave Roberts from Erie International oh, and Generation man. Animation. Dave, welcome back to the show. Last time you were on, we had you on to discuss some Asian pop culture. Here, we're on to discuss some uh, alleged American pop culture with Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Um, but obviously, some more 
talk about the Snyder Cut, I'm, I'm sure, at some point, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but also, uh, it's been brought to our attention, Stephen and I, uh, that today is a very special day. No? <laughs> We're going to avoid it. <laughs> We're going to avoid it. We can just cut it out if you like. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It's just I, 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 can, I can see David's face right now as uh-huh. he's listening to this, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. laughing his ass off because he knows what my reaction is when people mention my birthday. <laughs> Oh, it's your birthday? Oh, okay. I thought today was the day that you lost your virginity a long time ago. Okay, so oh. it was a different thing. Oh, well, hey, wow, happy birthday then, since you brought it wow, up. Wow, okay. <laughs> it's been a whole shit. year. Wow. Yeah. Hey, you're going to, like, after we're done recording, you'll have to tell me what it's like, because, look, I've been married for coming up on 11 years, and I'm still waiting. I've just, uh-huh. I, I've heard good things. The reviews Damn. are high, but, you know, I'm just waiting. I'm not ready, or I'm not sure if I'm ready to commit, I guess, you know. That's I'm going to have to be special. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But happy birthday, Dave. Thank you. Thank you. So um, what, why would you spend uh, several hours of your birthday doing this dumb show when you could be doing <laughs> literally anything literally else? Literally anything else. <laughs> yeah. Because you asked. And, oh, okay, uh, cool. Um, wow. Like, the, the thing is, like, when you're asked to come on a podcast, it's a, lovely, it's a lovely moment where you think to yourself, oh, people will actually want to have me onto their show and ask me my opinion on things. But it's the yeah. second time that you're asked onto a show that you Ooh. can finally kind of relax and be like, oh, shit, it went well. Thank God. They actually <laughs> like me. That's funny. Um, nice. And, you know, I, I honestly, like, I... How do I say this without making it sound like the biggest backhanded compliment of all time? Um, it's our favorite. It's, it, it's, it's a Sunday in the middle of a national lockdown. Um, mm-hmm. I can't go anywhere. So I'm okay. Like, what yeah. else are you gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Okay, that, that was kind of my hunch as well, but you know, that's that's fine. St- even still, you could have been like, "No, nah, I'm just gonna stay home and, you know, watch Crunchyroll ads." You know, yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. I've heard exactly. Good, I mean, look, I've heard good things about Starburst. Been meaning to research it a little bit. <laughs> Starburst are very, very good. Very good indeed. Yeah. The jelly beans were decent for the time that we had them. And now apparently oh, yeah. it's US exclusive because we don't get them anymore. But I, I was know like, we still have those. Yeah. yeah, they've been promoting them heavily on HBO Max, so that's not any wonder. It's like every time mm. you like booted up some strawberry, uh, fucking come get you, know. you some jelly beans. <laughs> that's right. You've seen the ad, then yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. totally. Yeah, damn. Well, uh, okay. yeah. Thanks for, for thanks for being on the show with us today uh, oh, on, on the sacred day. It's 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 genuinely uh, very flattering to be asked back on. Um, yeah, I, I appreciate you guys asking, even if it of was course, just because yeah. you you needed someone who liked DC and I was the only person. <laughs> I mean, that is an exciting prospect for sure. But yeah, uh, it, it, yeah. is, it is a big twist because uh, on well, Stephen and I had a an off air and then eventually bled into on air conversation about doing the DC EU movies because we've done all mm. the Marvel movies, we've done all the Star Wars movies. Fast and Furious as well. And we're like, should Ooh. we do this? And we're like, probably not, but let's do it because it'll give us something to talk about because we can't do pop culture catch-ups <laughs> every week. I mean, we can, yeah. but why? So um, we had Austin Wilson on. I wanted to have him on because I thought in my memory that he had reverence for the character of Superman that we had him on. He's like, Superman sucks. Fuck him. Fuck him <laughs> and everyone who likes him. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, misread the room here. But Dave, when we were talking about having guests on for the DCEU to help us out with the heavy lifting of doing this series, mm. um, you were the first person that came to mind. I was like, I, I, I know I could have Dave on for BVS because I've heard you uh, discuss this before. And I just wanted to have somebody who, like you said, has uh, 
positive feelings about not just this movie, but the DCEU altogether. So mm. thank you for coming on to help us with that. Mm-hmm. And sorry we're well. ruining your birthday. <laughs> You're not ruining my birthday at all. Uh, I, I get okay. to pontificate about the joys of DC, which is Sweet. something that I okay. will always, always enjoy doing. So. Okay. Would you consider yourself more of a DC guy than a, a Marvel guy? Like, yeah. In general? Yeah. yeah. Like, um, Marvel, uh, when I was growing up, Marvel was like the ginger-haired stepkid. Um, oh. DC was the dominant um, comic book force in the UK, at least from okay. my perspective. Okay. Um, like, I would, every Saturday, I would get a, uh, a Batman or Superman comic. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, for a long time, actually, they were co-branded. So you would buy the one comic and you would get a Superman story and a Batman story. And it just so happened that they were using... Because obviously Superman, for anyone that doesn't know, Superman has two stories traditionally ongoing simultaneously. He has Superman and he has... um, Action comics. Action comics, whereas Mm -hmm. Detective Comics was was Batman's other thing. Um, And um, I can't remember which one was which. I think it was the the Superman comic line that had the death of Superman storyline with Doomsday. And that mm-hmm. was the storyline that was part of the Batman Superman comic. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when we finally got to the point that Superman kicked the bucket, they just, on the final page of the issue, they said, well, next week, this comic's just going to be Batman. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> like, it was like, oh, shit, this is for real. Like, you know, cause re- remembering back then, like the death of Superman, when they announced they were going to kill him off, it was huge news. It was absolutely mm-hmm. ginormous news. Um, not like now where like, oh, they're killing another character off. Well, it's all right. We'll be back in a month. Um, the the death and rebirth of Superman as was told in the, uh, the YouTube video by, um, he who shall not be named because of allegations. (laughs) Um, it's a great video, but unfortunately, you know, things happen. Um, Mm -hmm. it really kind of ironically put a nail in the coffin of uh, death being an ongoing thing in comic books and even before then it was like oh well this person's been brought back because we thought why not you know mm-hmm. um but yeah so uh i was big on uh, superman i was big on batman batman was more my jam than superman because as a kid i wanted something edgy and mm-hmm. superman even in those days was very boy scoutish and and very kind of like right and and proper and he never did anything wrong mm-hmm. um which kind of feeds into why i like snyder's take so you know it all ties in eventually um, okay. but yeah so batman was my big one um and like i dc just continued to be the comic book that i would um or the comic brand that i would i would read and and collect things from through the years I did get more into Marvel as the years went on. Um, certain mm-hmm. Wolverine stories would come up. Um, I, But ma- mainly it was DC. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you think that um, the the movies on the Marvel end of things, the movies and like the various TV shows had like helped them get greater popularity over there? Definitely. Yeah. 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 Like my collection of uh, Marvel stuff has grown exponentially since they started doing the movies i was into marvel before then uh i bought civil war 
in Forbidden Planet in London, which um, is like the nerd culture shop in London. There were others mm. that weren't quite as well known and are probably more revered by uh, people in the know. But Forbidden Planet is the, like the big one that everyone knows about. Um, yeah. And so when I went there, I had to buy something. So I went down into the comic book section and Civil War had just come out. And I was like, well, I want to read about this Civil War thing. So mm -hmm. I checked that out. And um, I can't remember if that was actually just around the time that, that Iron Man had come out. Um, I don't know if it was or not. And I, I had read Spider-Man before then as well, actually. So okay. yeah. Spider-Man was another one that I kind of got into. But um, I, um, I tended to always gravitate towards DC and okay. with, with that kind of stuff but yeah so i i do think that the tv shows and the movies have definitely helped with the um the expansion of marvel into other territories um somebody posted something yesterday where it was basically don't forget that it was blade making a huge profit that saved marvel <laughs> from bankruptcy and you can essentially thank wesley snipes for the marvel <laughs> cinematic universe um so yeah like they were not doing well back then we all know that um yeah but it was really kind of i, th I think that that were that disney buying them first and foremost is a huge thing and then mm -hmm. the the movies really kind of kicking off this shared universe which ask anyone that knows me i am a sucker for a shared universe same that's, yeah like that's why yeah. i like stephen king as much as i do um i've mm -hmm. been reading mm -hmm. the dark tower i've still got one book to read um but I, I absolutely love that. And anything that has any kind of continuity with other shows, which is probably why I like the Belanti stuff, because they're constantly flitting backwards and forwards. Um, but anything like that, I love. So when Marvel started layering in all of these films with each other, that mm -hmm. was a big moment where not just me, but obviously the whole world just suddenly sat up and said, oh, hang on. There's another superhero group. Other I mean, X-Men obviously came before that, but mm -hmm. I, I, I think that really that was the, the big kind of kicking off point for the the boom which everyone else kind of like the boats were risen by the tide of marvel um yeah mm -hmm. so yeah i can see that um so steven has been asking for some recommendations on mm. dc comics to read because uh marvel he's, <laughs> he he kind of like knows what he he likes in a way and he's more familiar with the characters again thanks to the the movies and uh, like the x-men cartoons and whatnot mm. but for dc Steven primarily knows what it, like Superman, Batman, you know, Wonder Woman, and that's yeah. kind of it, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, so, I would say just those those big three, and then mm -hmm. yeah, with these movies, um, and it's been interesting rewatching them this time. But not being a huge fan of the DCEU, I was like, I want stories to get me to love these characters, because um, yeah. I grew up on the Donner Superman movies which I rewatched recently and they were okay, but they, they just don't really hold a lot for me anymore, but I loved them growing up. I loved Superman growing up. I loved the Batman movies from the eighties, mm. um, all the Burton ones and stuff. Um, and I loved the dark Knight trilogy, but the DCEU has been kind of lacking for me and wonder woman, especially I'm like, I don't understand what people love about her. Like I want to, <laughs> but like the movies haven't done that for me. So I'm like, there's gotta be comics out there that'll kind of spark my interest a little bit more. So I've been mm -hmm. asking Brent and then he, he mentioned that you uh, would probably have some as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I can't really speak so much for wonder woman because that is one of the kind of Trinity that I've never really read too much of. Um, gotcha. although there, there are stories that i have like kingdom come where she does feature in them um mm -hmm. and like kingdom come is is one of those ones that uh everybody always points to but i think they do with good reason because 
Um, it takes all of those characters that you know and you love, and it shows you in a kind of Snyderverse way, kind of like how things can go a little bit tits up for them and how they might lose their um, optimism for mankind and their mm. their real need for, for helping people. Like Superman, when Kingdom Come starts, is just working on his farm and doesn't really give a damn about anyone anymore. Not in an evil kind of like injustice way where he's like, you know, fuck everybody, they killed my wife. Um, but more kind of like a look i tried i dedicated my life to it and now i just want to live my life um so yeah kingdom come is is pretty decent i would say that's definitely one to look at um honestly i i would say for batman um the tom king run of of batman which i think signaled the beginning of i don't think it was new 52 it was the thing that came after that rebirth rebirth yeah yeah mm -hmm. um his his run of graphic novels i've really enjoyed um and the first uh the first collected um volume of that run was really good the way that it opened um like it's minor spoilers but he's he's on the wing of a 747 which is coming down in the middle of gotham and mm. he's you're seeing his thoughts as he's going through everything he can to try and save this plane from going down bearing in mind he's just a human you know he's not like superman right, that yeah. can get underneath the plane and push it up or you know wonder woman who can probably like lasso it and and hook it up to the invisible jet and fly it away um, make that plane tell the truth yeah absolutely <laughs> why are you crashing <laughs> idiot yeah tell me your truth why aren't you putting your undercarriage down why am i batman um but anyway so uh batman is kind of like surfing on top of this plane trying to operate the um the, the ailerons manually and and, and shit and try mm -hmm. and uh, basically do um what that pilot did in in the um in, in new york where he landed it in the in the river um mm -hmm. the hudson and um his thought track is basically i'm not going to survive this but if i can save some people then it's a good way to die um and it just kind of like within the space of a few panels it just immediately reminds you of what batman is actually about why you should like him why you should trust him um and i i just immediately i was like i love this tom king absolutely gets it um cool. this is the batman that i like so i would recommend the rebirth uh tom king run um which contains an awful lot of stuff but it's it's well worth uh, getting into um I mean, most of the stuff that I'm going to recommend is going to be like the big stuff that most kind of top lists will tell you. Mm -hmm. So like, I know that The Killing Joke is not one that is necessarily loved as much as it was because as we move forward in time, it becomes more problematic. But you have to remember that The Joker is a reprehensible asshole and everything mm -hmm. that he does is problematic and for a reason. So yeah. I, if you approach it with the right mindset, I think The Killing Joke is is a good one. But it's more it's more of a Joker story than it is a Batman story, I think. So um, I don't know. Like my introduction to Superman, actually, I would recommend that, which was the um, the collected edition. It was called Man of Steel. Mm -hmm. um, had a black. Is that cover. the John Byrne? I think it was John Byrne. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got it just upstairs. I could probably run and grab it and check, but. Um, mm. Yeah, it was like uh, Silver Age um, Superman. So mm -hmm, Lex okay. Luthor was the businessman, and um, Lois Lane had a blind sister who 
uh, Bizarro being basically smashed into a million pieces somehow allowed her to see again because his cells bonded with her eyes and suddenly she can see so she loves Superman because he, he gave her a sight back and some really kind of like weird shit going on but it's <laughs> it's it's, um, it's like dot matrix artwork it's very kind of like old school dot mm. matrix printing which i absolutely love and you just don't see that anymore and i'm really sad about that because it's really it's got a feeling all of its own and yeah. it, it's very idealistic like it is as close to christopher reeve's superman as you're going to get mm. on a printed page um, like there's this brilliant moment where he's shaving in the morning. It answers all these questions about how does Superman shave in the morning? And it's literally, he's got a piece of his pod that he crashed to earth on and he's using it as a mirror and he's reflecting his heat vision onto his chin and he's burning his stubble <laughs> off with his heat vision. Like it's just That's little awesome. things like that, which I just, I, I, I like all of those little mundane details that they just throw in there for the hell of it. You know, it's, um, mm-hmm. it's not just who the bad man I got to punch this week kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I I'm sorry. Like I'm I'm probably not the best person to ask. Those are great. I it's a good start. I I um mm-hmm. I'll have a look at my collection afterwards, and I can message you with some more. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, off the top of my head, like I, I would say that stuff. I would avoid Blackest Night. It's not DC's most wonderful uh, moment. It's basically everyone mm-hmm. turning into a zombie. Oh great, The Walking Dead's big, is it? Yeah, okay, let's turn it on. It's, <laughs> uh, it's got moments, but overall, I, I would avoid that. But there you go. Yeah, right on. Um, no, I'll t- totally look into those. I there's been some that like Brand or other people have you know told me about over time, like The Killing Joke, um, that I just haven't ever read. Like these these big works. Like also, um, I can't remember who did The Killing Joke, but um, anything. Alan Moore. Alan Moore. Alan Moore. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, God, there's another one I was just thinking about. There's like the Long Halloween that people recommend. Ooh, mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I think. that's a good one. And who is any Frank? any of the the Jeff Loeb Tim Sale okay uh, co works that that's always good. Like Superman for all seasons, uh, both of them worked on that. I like that quite a bit. Oh, All Star um, Superman is very good. There's actually a really yeah. good animated version of that, which is definitely worth your time. It's essentially what would Superman do if he knew that he wasn't going to live much longer um mm. so it's 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 a re- that's actually a very good one uh i would recommend reading it as well as watching it if you can i heard that uh, like yeah. what he really wanted to do when he found out he wasn't going to live much longer is he wanted to crash a 747 down in gotham but then <laughs> fucking batman <laughs> swooped in there oh man yeah you gotta ruin a- all my fun bats <laughs> <laughs> oh actually uh, come to think of it yeah. um now now that you've you've mentioned that um mm-hmm. The uh, that that Superman collection that I mentioned, um, Man of Steel, it actually mm. contains a uh, a retelling of Batman and Superman's first meeting, um, mm-hmm. and that is very very good. Um, there's a completely unknown villain called the Magpie, who is to all intents and purposes the reason why they come together in the way they do. But they're very combative; they don't trust each other, and um, it's got a brilliant setup where Batman essentially says that he's planted a bomb on an innocent person in in uh, Metropolis, and if Superman comes within so many feet of him, it will sense his biology and it will blow this innocent up, um, mm. which is very unlike Batman. 
but uh, the resolution of that is absolutely superb. Um, it's it's a brilliant little short story, and um, probably the best way to do Batman meets Superman for the first time. <laughs> yeah, you think so? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, speaking of like weird villains in that Tom King run of Batman, he did like seventy something, maybe eighty. No, it was like eighty five issues altogether, plus some annuals or whatever. So it's a nice long run, but it's it's very good. Um, but there's a minor villain called Kite Man. who shows up throughout the run and if you're thinking to yourself kite man boy that sounds like a dorky villain uh steven you're right it is he is a very dorky villain but he's through reading this he's like one of my favorite like guilty pleasure villains because he keeps doing this thing where he's like he's just such a fucking loser but also he's like hell yeah kite man so like anytime i hear someone say hell yeah now in my head i complete the kite man part of it it's just it's so stupid have but it's you, just uh, I, I love it so much have, have you seen uh harley quinn the animated series no i heard he's in it he's, though he's a major character in that Is like, he really? he, he's not like a main character but he's a recurring character and he does yeah. he does utter the phrase hell yeah a few times does he so yeah yeah he's i imagined good. just a guy that's on a kite and that's pretty that's much what i got him. yeah that is basically yeah. kite man you know yeah like batman villains are very literal like calendar man <laughs> yeah um condiment yeah. man you know uh, <laughs> calendar man yeah yeah Dude. yeah that's really that's funny right. uh yeah. i have heard good things about the various dc like animated movies and stuff and there's tons of them out there yeah that's um i just don't know where to which ones are good or which ones to jump in at do you, do you have any recommendations for those i definitely do like the I, I feel like dc get animated movies much better than they do live action and notice mm-hmm. that i still love live action dc movies mm-hmm. but i think that if you were to compare marvel animated um universe mm-hmm. and the dc animated universe there's no comparison dc absolutely blows marvel out of the water as far as that's concerned and i think yeah. the reason is because that the animated universe where dc is concerned is for the most part just adaptations of existing mm-hmm. storylines um so like the the big ones would be um you've got uh, all-star superman that i already mentioned yeah um there's there's an awful lot of justice league ones which are pretty decent there's a couple of justice league dark uh animated mm-hmm. movies that we actually talked about on eerie international Sweet. um and those those are pretty good they have john constantine in them and um he's, yeah, a, he's cool. actually liver Budlian. And he's got blonde hair and um, (laughs) he doesn't have tattoos on his arms that he slams together to vanquish demons. Not that I hate that version of Constantine, but he's certainly not the best one. Quite different. Yeah, Yeah. very different. Um, Let me think. Uh, What other DC animated stuff? I really liked mm. Superman versus the Elite. Do you remember watching that one? I think I've watched that one, but it was a while ago. Yeah, I think so. Man, what's his name? Manchester Black is in it. Yes. It's uh, Superman going up against, like, like you said, Superman's a big, like, Boy Scout character. And these these characters that are more reminiscent of, like, uh, like dark, edgy superheroes, like, yeah. come to Metropolis and they start handling villains and, like, killing people. And eventually Superman has a showdown with them. And, like, I remember the end of that that story, like, in the comics, and they pull it off in the movie as well, being so, like seemingly dark but it's superman so you're like but how can this character who's so like light and good 
do something like this and then like the reveal of everything it's just i don't know i just really really liked it and it made made it stand out to me like what superman is and like what he stands for as a character mm-hmm. i just fucking love that story yeah yeah um mm-hmm. they will do bait and switch with that character quite often and um when yeah. it works it works really really well um mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't work quite so well and sometimes they forget to do the switch so you know like you, <laughs> you, um for example Oops. like the christopher reeve um superman movies uh when he depowers the uh the kryptonian criminals and then they just fall to their death and it's like he doesn't rescue them or anything and people for years have been talking about oh how could he kill zod at the end of man of steel it, superman doesn't kill people he has got a long running history of killing zod multiple times <laughs> you don't understand true. he's killed alternate reality zod he's killed zod in live action he's killed zod now twice in live action like um and every single time that he's killed them it has a, a, a deep meaning to it because like in, in the comic books, for example, when he kills the, the alternate reality versions of those criminals, um, it's basically set up as a way of him making this vow to himself that he will never allow himself to uh, kill or allow someone else to be killed again. Like there are better mm. forms of justice than just summarily executing people. Um and I, I think that that was maybe something where an extra little scene could have been thrown in the end of Man of Steel where it would just be like, I regret what I've done, but I'm never going to let it happen again kind of thing. You know, like that would have mm-hmm. been a, an ideal little coda for that movie. Um, but they missed the they, they, they missed the the uh, the pot on that one, unfortunately. Um, Batman Ninja, I think it's called, which is on Netflix in the UK. Mm-hmm. That is exceptional. It is batshit crazy no pun intended um (laughs) like essentially uh batman ends up being sent back to feudal japan where the joker apparently has been sent already and Mm. it's (laughs) it's feudal japan but somehow they have giant castle mecha in there so like these castles turn into giant robots there are fights galore there's lots of different batman enemies in there and they're all feudal japanese versions of those villains so they all have like samurai armor and and all this good stuff harley quinn's in that one as well um that's that's very good i would recommend that one sweet Um, but yeah like in general i i've not seen an animated dc movie that i've disliked um to be fair i've Mm -hmm. not seen a dc movie apart from maybe suicide squad but i'm still undecided on that one that i disliked Mm -hmm. I, I have this innate ability to just have fun with things. <laughs> okay. And, yeah. and ignore. How dare you? I know. I know <laughs> I'm terrible. Um, but I, I, I have fun with stuff and I tend to remember the stuff that I liked more than I do the stuff I didn't like. Unless yeah. it's a movie like Deathgasm, in which case I will just hate on it all day long because <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, I hate that movie. Um, but yeah, like that and meet the. Um, not meet the fuckers fuckers no it wasn't oh. the fuckers um okay. meet the spartans that was it that was a god-awful movie oh no that, yeah, that was that is. the sort of era where they would do these uh movies that were basically okay let's take all of these other films and let's just do a pastiche on them i wondered yeah okay so, yeah, yeah. it's very much like scary movie but without any of mm-hmm. the funny bits in it um <laughs> and, and doubling down on all of the cringy stuff that dates really badly 
So, like, you remember that no, internet meme a long time ago? It was a blonde-haired dude who was in his room, and I think he was, like, under a cover or something. And he's talking to his camera, and he basically breaks down, and he says, leave Britney alone! Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> they, they did that in that movie, and it's aged mm -hmm. terribly, yeah. I'm sure. I wouldn't know because <laughs> yeah, I, didn't right. see, I have not, not seen it since I saw it in cinemas. Um, and we very nearly walked out, so. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, if you look up one of the, if you look up Meet the Spartans on on Google, it comes up with Carmen Electra uh, yeah. bending over in front of a bunch of guys in togas. So it's got that going for it. It's literally um, the only good thing in the movie, and she's not even in it. Two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So yeah, Ooh, one for each cheek. Yeah, there you go. Just for her. It's just for her. Who are these two percent? Uh, I know, right? Yeah. The well, there's other people out there like you. Like, I mean, it was nice. They yeah. they had costumes. Yeah, yeah. It was a movie. They had swords. Yeah. You know, it was, like it was color. It was in cinematic <laughs> yeah. resolution. Um, it didn't have a clacking noise in the background or sound cards. And yeah. Zack Snyder oh, didn't man, direct you're it. Hate. Yeah. Because <laughs> ironically enough, it's all it's all a big circle mm. because um, it was a piss take of Three Hundred, which of course was directed by mm. Zack Snyder. So there you course, go. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's time is a flat circle. Um, man, so the all connected. Co covers, funnily enough, but nobody talks about <laughs> yeah. them as much. Um, well, I uh, I appreciate the recommendations. I will check some of that stuff out. Um, as I said, I I really wanted to. Uh, there was like a love of DC stuff for me for a little while growing up, but I really kind of was more Marvel, hmm. um, and especially with the the MCU, like that has just. Really, like, uh, like uh, Brett and I have talked before, like, Iron Man meant nothing to me, and now Iron Man yeah. means, like, so much to me. And, like, they've really just done a, a good job of kind of introducing characters like that. Whereas the DCEU movies, for me, haven't really hit the mark. Um, but it was really interesting rewatching these movies now like man of steel was kind of fun getting getting austin on here and then him being like i'm not a fan of this and we could all just kind of rip it apart that can be really fun sometimes but yeah. like leading into this show i was like brent had said you're a fan and so i was like okay well i'm gonna watch this you know try to see it like through dave's eyes see what see what he's seeing through this and for one the ultimate edition is what was on hbo max and i don't think i'd ever seen that no, same and man. people were like yeah people were like that really added to it and it was so much better than I remembered Batman v Superman being mm. uh, for this whole time. So uh, I'm really excited to, to kind of get into all that. You guys, you guys ready to jump into the main topic? Well, before we do that, I just want to get your both of your quick thoughts on Please. the Superman reboot uh, being produced by J.J. Abrams and then uh, being written by Ta-Nehisi Coates. Yeah. What do we what do we think about that? Dave, you said that you were excited to discuss this. Yeah, yeah, I am. Um I, I'm really interested to see because I, I think we all remember was it Michael B. Jordan was attached to a Superman project a while ago. I, I believe so. Yeah. It was rumored anyway. Um, yeah, and and there's a lot of thought that with uh, Tanahasi Coates being involved in uh, with with the movie now that they may be revisiting this idea of uh, a, a black uh, Superman, which mm -hmm. I I am all for on the proviso that we don't lose the Henry Cavill Superman because I feel like there's mileage still to be taken mm. on, on that journey. Um, mm -hmm. And I've said this on Twitter and I didn't get any pushback, but that's because no one ever really reads my tweets. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, I, I said that I, I think that there is more than enough room in the cinematic uh, universe 
for more than one Superman. Not necessarily in the same reality, like you can have them separate. Mm-hmm. How many Jokers have mm-hmm. we had at this point? We have two concurrent Jokers. One of them is a good yeah. one, and one of them was Jared Leto. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, even, even the good one has his problems. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I, I think that there is absolutely a world in which we can have multiple Batmen, multiple Supermen, I don't really think there's a need for multiple Wonder Women because I, I, I'm maybe standing apart from you here, Stephen, because I actually really enjoyed the first movie. I thought that it set her up mm-hmm. really nicely. Um, I haven't seen the second movie yet because living in Britain. Uh, but I, <laughs> I, I, I've heard it's not the best, but I think that mm-hmm. I think that points more to the fact that the first one was as good as it was and the second one was going to have trouble kind of living up to it more than anything else. But... I think you're gonna like it. I, I I probably will because I like everything. Because it's because it's fun. Like if I there if you're into that those movies that I I don't think you would have any problem with it. Um, but I'd be I'd be curious to see what you thought. But yeah, that's a criticism yeah. that DC movies have had on them for a while is that they're not fun enough. And then Aquaman mm-hmm. comes along, and uh, you know Wonder Woman in parts had some really fun moments in it as well. Uh, and they're finding their balance slowly but surely and then Shazam mm-hmm. comes along and it's just fun mm-hmm. from the first minute to the last it's that that movie is mm-hmm. ridiculously good but I, to get back to my point I, I do think that there is more than enough room for us to have multiple takes on Superman so you know I'm, I'm sure that there's I've not looked into it because I didn't want to depress myself too much but I'm sure that there's been an outcry of people probably the same people that didn't want Idris Elba playing James Bond um, mm. yeah. there's probably been an outcrying of people saying this, is, this isn't going to be Superman it's like fuck off <laughs> Superman's an alien yeah. from a distant alien planet if they want him to be blue yeah. they can fucking have him be blue what does it matter mm-hmm. it really doesn't it doesn't matter mm-hmm. at the end of the day Superman is an immigrant story so yeah. you know what better way to uh, honour an immigrant story by having him look like an immigrant and in America immigrants don't look like Clark Kent for the most part, mm-hmm. obviously there are European immigrants. I, I don't want to like discount the struggles that uh, that the white immigrants have in the U.S. Um, don't don't worry, no one no one listens to this show, so just oh, you I can like my Twitter. Really <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, um, yeah <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really interested and excited <laughs> for a new take on Superman. Um, I, but I do I do hope that um, like Henry Cavill has intimated that he's not done with Superman yet. And I hope that's the case mm-hmm. because as much problem as people may have with the films that Henry Cavill has appeared as Superman in, I don't remember seeing many people having any valid criticism for him actually inhabiting the role. I think that he has mm-hmm. always done a really good job of being Superman, being Clark Kent. He might be a bit too hench mm-hmm. to be Clark Kent, but Superman has always been a massive motherfucker so like it's it's difficult to really kind of like have him reeve did a great job of looking like a weedy little guy despite the fact he was mm-hmm. six foot four or something and and weighed about 230 pounds um cavill can't quite manage that because everything he wears looks like it's about to burst off of his chest um, <laughs> but i i think that he's always done a really good job um in that role uh, but i am excited to see other people doing that role as well and much in the same way that kevin smith has said that they should be doing low-budget Batman movies left, right, and centre with different people playing the roles of all different villains, and they can all be separate from each other, and you could make one for $15 million, and you could make absolutely tons. Superman isn't quite like that, because special effects, you're going to have to make it bigger budget. 
But that still doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you can't have multiple takes on the same character running at the same time as each other. I, I think the audiences are intelligent enough. Maybe they're not. But I think, I think most, <laughs> most audiences are intelligent enough that they can tell the difference between this Superman is part of the Justice League universe and this Superman is his, his own Superman who we may see developed into something bigger later on. And, mm-hmm. you know, that would be the dream that we, while we have the remnants of the um, Justice League universe kind of like limping along, trying to make itself better, we could concurrently have another universe which is being built the right way, um, slowly introducing characters in standalone movies. And then down the line, they can say, do you know what? I think we've got it now. I think we've got all the parts in place. Hit the big red Marvel button and let's have a big Avengers style movie and see if that takes mm-hmm. off. But I, I love it. I, I don't know what you guys think. Like I, I've not read much of Tanahasi Coates' work, but I know that um, he has worked in comic books. He's worked on DC um, before. Um, and I, like, I've heard good things about him. So mm-hmm. like, I'm, yeah. I'm always open to new writers, new actors, new directors. <sighs> Could they make a worse movie than Batman uh, and Robin? Probably not. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is it. very true. Yeah. What about you, Stephen? You're a big JJ fan. What do you think? Yeah, I was curious, uh, Dave. Are, you didn't you didn't talk much about him. Are you a, are you a JJ fan? Yeah, I um. I, the, the thing is, because JJ is attached as what a producer, right? That's what I think. Yeah, yeah I didn't hear so director. Yeah, just produce. He'll, he'll probably yeah. have some say on the movie but i would like to think that he would give most of the creative direction over to the writer and then the director as well mm-hmm. um but like I, jj is a good producer as as much as he's a good director mm-hmm. I, I think that if you look at the stuff that he's produced it feels to me like it's got that sheen of abrams to it but it doesn't feel like it's it, like like someone's been handcuffed into making his movie like he gives them enough freedom mm-hmm. so uh, I, I've got no concerns. Yeah. Uh, if anything, having a name like Abrams attached to something almost guarantees that it's going to get a green light. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I think that that can only be a good thing. And, you know, if the wheels come off, he could always jump in the director's chair and say, all right, it's my film now. Right, yeah. yeah. He's done that mm-hmm. before too. Um, yeah, I'm a I'm a big JJ fan for producing and directing, and I uh, like you said, I feel like he does trust the people that he brings on, and he usually finds good writers and directors, like young, up and coming people, like like Dan Trachtenberg for like Ten Cloverfield Lane and stuff. Mm. Um, and so like I I hope that that would kind of lend itself, and I I kind of trust JJ usually with his projects that I'll I'll like them. Um, and I had read years ago, I had read part of his old Superman script flyby, um, Mm. that he had written or co-written, um, that he was going to make that film like a long time ago. And I read kind of about it. I wasn't down with all the ideas, but it's kind of funny how some of them were kind of similar to what Zack Snyder ended up doing. Mm. Um, and so I wonder like where he'd take that now, like that's so many years later, like, I don't know if they'll use anything that they had from that or if it'll, you know, be a completely new thing. Um, but yeah, I just, in general, it's exciting news to me. I thought that was cool. Um, and I'm kind of like what, what, what you were saying is part of the DCEU for me that, that hurt it so bad is because Marvel had their MCU out and they'd done so well building it up over time. And then 
Justice League and, and Warner were like behind the times and trying to catch up. And it just really felt like they just didn't know what they were doing. It's like um, the first season of a, a, like a, a TV series that ends up being really good. But like in the beginning, there was stu- stumbling and like the pilot has like a different actor. And you're like, that's weird. But you should keep going. with <laughs> yeah. it, like, yeah. And it feels like DC has been doing that. But like on hundreds of millions of dollars scale, which is just insane. <laughs> and I think that I'm glad that they're working things out, but specifically when they broke Joker off and they're like, we're just going to do this completely different story. I was like, this is what they should have been doing the whole time. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. Something completely different. And if they can cross over, that's great, but they might as well just do all kinds of random shit and not try to emulate Marvel. So I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, all of this kind of news flows together in the future that they keep doing more of more of the unusual and not trying to just be the mm-hmm. MCU. Yeah. And maybe yeah. they'll they'll find their own footing that way. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I think if, if you look at the way that Marvel put everything together with the uh, with the Avengers uh, universe or the MCU, I should call it. That's the official name, TM. Um, <laughs> they they were very careful to make sure that they didn't put the cart before the horse so they knew where mm-hmm. they wanted to go with it but they wanted to make sure that first and foremost they made a bunch of good movies um, and that's why they get so much trust now like when they announced the original Guardians of the Galaxy and this time I do mean mm-hmm. the Guardians of the Galaxy um, <laughs> like there was a lot of people scratching their heads so like this is not something that you can build a movie around like not because it's not got good stories, but because nobody knows who the hell these people are, or raccoons, mm-hmm. or space raccoons, or whatever the hell Rocket is. Mm-hmm. Um, like the only person that I heard uh, that was at all uh, infused about it was Felipe uh, from Generation Animation, and like he's a massive <laughs> Guardians fan. Like he he loves Rocket, and mostly that love comes from playing Marvel versus Capcom, because Rocket <laughs> oh, is one yeah. of his mains. <laughs> That's funny. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So like he was really really infused about it and as a result i was like okay well i'm gonna give it a shot but the interesting thing about guardians is that it did so well not because it was a good or a bad movie i think it did really well because the audience trusted marvel at this point as soon as they found Mm -hmm. out it's a marvel movie they were like right we're gonna go and watch it right because they built up this Mm -hmm. level of trust and they've got like this massive bank account of of goodwill and every time sure. they release a new movie, it seems to be topped up that little bit more to the point that you could make a movie out of uh, Squirrel Girl and people would go and watch it. And nobody knows mm-hmm. who Squirrel mm-hmm. Girl is, you know, like, um, but they would absolutely go and watch it if you could make a decent movie out of it. So yeah, yeah. that's what DC need to do. And, and DC were in such a rush to really push things together. And I didn't blame them. Like at the time, I, f- I f- genuinely thought it could work because everybody knows who Batman is. Everyone knows who Superman is. Mm-hmm. The only character they had to do real work on of the big three was going to be Wonder Woman. Um, and then yeah. like you have like Aquaman and the Flash. Most people are kind of aware of who the Flash is, even though like he yeah. hasn't ever really had a big tentpole movie before now. Um, I, I think that they were they were down the right track but they somehow managed to derail themselves um and yeah and i think maybe it was partially just because they went in such a different direction with man of steel in terms of who superman slash clark kent was and how he was dealing with being who he was whereas like i mean um steven you mentioned again we'll go back to christopher reeve superman movies that first Mm -hmm. movie he 
is confused and not sure who he is and he goes to the Antarctic or the Arctic or whichever one it was I can't remember one's got penguins the other one doesn't um, and, and he throws the crystal into the middle of like a, an, an icy uh, patch and mm-hmm. the Fortress of Solitude comes up and he goes in and he starts talking to his dad and then the next thing you know that we've changed actors and Christopher Reeve is flying towards the screen like we don't see the struggle. We don't see him coming to terms mm-hmm. with his powers. We don't see any of that. We go from unsure kid who has powers but doesn't know what's going on to Christopher Reeve, fully functioning Superman, in a matter of moments. And what yeah. Man of Steel has done is it's made a whole movie out of that in-between time. And hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. sure that people were expecting that. I'm not sure people were ready for that. But it's mm-hmm. I, Superman is often... Ref- not referred to but he's certainly the iconography is always about jesus right and Mm. the jesus mythos and the story of jesus there's this big moment where he goes into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights and nobody knows what the fuck happened except the devil tried to get on his back but during that time he somehow comes to grips with who he is and what he is and what he has to do um and that for superman is essentially what man of steel is it's him it's his kind of come to jesus moment if you will where he's, mm-hmm. he's trying to come to grips with who he is. He doesn't know... Cause he, he's got conflicting things going on in his life. He's got the advice that his adoptive father gave him versus the advice that his biological father has given him. And he's got his own natural inclination, which is to save people and to do good. And he's got all of these internal struggles and he's dealing with all of them while coming to grips with powers and coming to grips with this alien force that's come to Earth to terraform it and turn it into new Krypton. And he's going to make mistakes but the audience aren't willing to allow him to make those mistakes and that's the problem is that we went straight from Man of Steel into the setup for Justice League where really we probably should have been making at least one more standalone Superman movie where at the Mm. very end we could have heard the original Dick Donner uh, Superman uh, theme as he flies off into the sunset and you're like yeah we've got fucking Superman now like this is it this is the finished article but we never got that and as a result he wasn't the finished article when he died you know and that's a problem like they they went too quickly they went far too quickly Mm -hmm. trying to build him into Superman and they forgot what made Superman so important to the people was that he's this icon of hope and he's not a divisive character and yeah they just went too far too quickly whereas Marvel Mm -hmm. were like we're going to do a movie for every single one of these characters that's going to be an Avenger. And in some cases, yeah. we're going to do multiple movies and then we're going to do the Avengers movie because now you know these characters and you know who they are. And yeah. dare I say it, and I'm sorry, I'm, I really am rabbiting on here, so I'll stop in a second. But it's great. dare I say it, that like characters like Iron Man are so good because they are flawed and they've always yeah. been flawed. Like his biggest, The biggest comic book storyline for Iron Man that everyone knows about is his struggle with alcohol addiction he's not a perfect human being there is not a single i mean captain america is the closest that you're going to get to the superman paradigm where he's the do-gooder you know he's always trying to do the right thing even he has got his flaws but people let him have flaws because he's human because he came from being this weedy Mm. little kid to being this big muscly guy and you know Mm -hmm. like the entire first captain america movie was him coming into himself and becoming captain america and then yeah. they went into Avengers but 
Marvel benefits from a massive amount of goodwill and possibly a lot of that goodwill comes from the fact that people don't know the stories of the Avengers characters half as much as they do the DC characters. And as a result, mm-hmm. you don't get this massive backlash of that's not my Captain America, that's not my Iron Man. Which Hulk is this? It's my third. Okay, well, that one's probably my Hulk. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, it was always going to be difficult for them because of the fact that Superman and Batman are such cultural icons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, they did what they could, but they probably should have taken it a lot slower in hindsight. Uh, what can you do? Yeah. There's so many good points there. I, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, no, no, it's no, so good yeah. because it helps me process some of what I felt not being a huge fan watching these things or being a fan in different ways. And real, like when you said stuff, you're like, oh, well, whatever x and i'm like oh man i never thought about it in that context so that that really kind of helps it's like uh like with knowing batman and superman as well as i do not reading the comics but just growing up with those movies Hmm. um and it's like i i was like how do you do a dark sort of darker storyline retelling of superman and all these struggles when i've never seen that before like the entire purpose of superman is that he is perfect because he's not human and all that stuff and so whenever I saw that, it was it was almost a backlash innately. I felt it like, well, this isn't that character. But I'm like, no, that character's made up, <laughs> literally. <laughs> and there's been so many arc- incarnations of it. It can be whatever. But it was a different way. And so rewatching it now, uh, like rewatching Batman v Superman, um, you know, the last few days or whatever, it was like, okay, well, think about, like, what they're trying to do. I might not feel that they hit the mark on that. Uh, and you kind of talked a bit to that as well, but um, but I can see kind of what they were trying to do, and uh, just the whole fact of expanding. I mean, like rewatching the the Reeve Superman movies, and it's like you said, like he just goes there and like he might like spin in a circle for a second, or maybe he even just comes yeah. from behind a, a crystal wall and he just has his costume on, mm. and it's like what the fuck? Like none of it makes <laughs> sense at all. But in the new movies, when they make it more realistic, I won't forgive them those things. Like when he like is revealed to have the suit, I was like, uh, well, why? This doesn't make any sense. And it's like nothing has ever made sense with these movies. But I'm harsher on these and I'm, I'm trying to figure out why I'm so harsh on them. And so some of the stuff you said kind of enlightened me to be like, oh, that's why I thought this way. This is why I can let go of that or whatever. Mm-hmm. See what they were kind of do and know that it's flawed, but it's OK. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, I, I think the, the best tellings of Superman for me that I've I've seen because there have been many that I've still not got around to seeing um, they always tend to be the TV ones like you think of um, the new adventures of Superman which I think in America was the new adventures of Lois and Clark with Dean Cain mm-hmm. and Terry Hatcher um, mm-hmm. like I was a dumb kid but I really enjoyed that and part of the reason I enjoyed I it I remember liking it yeah, yeah like part of the reason for that was you saw him having the the the, the suit being made for the first time you found out mm. how, you know what kind of uh, think thought process went behind that outfit um, and and there's stuff like Smallville which actually is really really good in showing you the struggles that he has on a weekly basis mm-hmm. but also it manages to fit in this monster of the week kind of um, storyline uh, motif which obviously came from movies not movies TV shows like the X-Files and, and stuff like that that went mm. before it um, but yeah I it's just it's it's a struggle because of the fact that everybody has their favorite version of superman and if you don't basically retell that story and the same goes for a lot of things now because pop Mm -hmm. culture has just turned into this massive you did it right you did it wrong shitstorm where 
like I started watching Star Trek Lower Decks the other day, and Jesus Christ, there's a lot of people that really, really don't like Lower Decks. Um, mm-hmm. that, but like, it's just it's a dumb cartoon which takes what we know about the Next Generation era and just spins it for jokes. And that's mm-hmm. all it's there to do is to make you laugh. Don't take it too seriously, yeah. you know. Um, mm-hmm. like, yeah, uh, the it's it's always going to be difficult for them to. Uh, strike out on a new path with a character like Superman and there's always going to be stumbles and falls and you know they've just got to kind of ignore them pick themselves up and, and move on and try to tell the story they want to tell I I think the, the best thing they could have done was maybe just make him a bit more hopeful in the first movie and carry that mm-hmm. through into the second movie um, and th- there are shadows of it like this was the first time that I'd seen the extent the the ultimate edition as well I've owned it since it came out on blu-ray mm. um, but I've um, I, I've never watched the ultimate edition and it's nearly three hours long so you understand why they didn't put it on in cinemas because mm-hmm. <laughs> cinemas unless it's Lord of the Rings they're not going to show a three-hour movie it's just not going to happen um, but I I came away from watching it thinking not only did it increase my love of this particular version of the of the dc universe but Mm. also thinking that someone in the editing booth had made a terrible terrible mistake in choosing which scenes needed to be cut because there are scenes which i don't remember watching in the original theatrical cut um like for example there are a couple of scenes when lois goes to dc and there's a lab tech a a blonde lab tech that she um gets to analyze the bullets Mm -hmm. Um, I don't remember her being in the original movie. I I yeah. would like to think because she's never given a name that that's actually Lois's sister, who I referred to earlier, the the blind one. Um, although she's not blind in this movie, obviously. Um, and and she calls Lois while she's in DC, and she says, "I've just got the analysis back for the wheelchair. It was lined with lead." And that th- there's an entire part of that movie where people have called him out for not seeing the bomb and not doing anything to stop it when he's got super hearing and, and x-ray vision and he should always be alert and like this is these are criticisms that people made after the movie came out when they were mm-hmm. writing reviews of it they were like you know the, the the idea that superman could just stand there while a bomb went off is ridiculous to me well they kind of explained that away but then they cut it from the theatrical version right so like yeah. you know, yeah. if he couldn't see that bomb how could he do anything about it and those are the kind of decisions which I don't understand about the making of this movie, that they would cut things from the movie that actually made such an impact and a difference to the story that's being told. Um, again, the uh, the woman that um, comes back to uh, the, uh, the um, not the senator, but the, the one holding the hearings, Holly Hunter's character, mm-hmm. and basically mm-hmm. says, I was lying they made me lie about Superman burning my husband to death, blah, blah, blah. That never made it into the movie either. And if they just included that, that would have made such a difference as well. When I saw the original theatrical cut, I'd completely lost any tr- any idea of the fact that Superman was being blamed for all of those burned bodies. It was lost yeah. because of the cut of the movie. But it's very, mm-hmm. very clear in the Ultimate Edition that he's being framed for it. Um, it, it just it feels like a more conclusive whole you know like it's an actual story that's been told in this version whereas there was a lot of stuff that was 
just kind of left unanswered in the theatrical cut, which me being me, I was like, that's fine. It was probably yeah. this. It was probably <laughs> that. Like I'm making up my mind as to what the reasons were. I'm basically, you know, head cannoning my way out of issues. And then I see the extended cut and I find out that all of those issues have gone away because they actually included the context, the context for, uh, you know, half of the story. It's like if you took Citizen Kane and took half of the story away, it wouldn't be a good film. <laughs> it's just that's how yeah. it works. Like storytelling, you have to tell the story from beginning to end. And if you take away one of the key elements of a story, you're, you're not going to have a good story there. It's just kind of maddening. Whoever edited that movie yeah. needs shooting. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of context, since we're we're already in here, um, let me just say this movie was released in 2016, the same year as Captain America: Civil War. So we've got oh wow, uh, Cap versus Iron Man. We've got Batman v Superman in a court of law. Um, wow, there's a big disparity between these two films, I think. But we're not here to talk about Civil War. You know, well, we we can. We're here to talk about this we, movie. We can touch on Civil War, Stephen. We're here to talk about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's worth touching on Civil War because, again, like, I think that's a really well edited movie where all of the mm-hmm. twists and turns are left in, and all of the supporting evidence, all of the red herrings, everything that is supposed to lead you as an audience by the hand and bring you to a conclusion is all in mm-hmm. there. You know. Like Hell Hydra would not make any fucking sense if if they cut Hydra out of the original Captain America movie, would it? But that's what they've done in Batman right. versus Superman. They've cut Hydra from the original movie. Um, so I yeah, again, it's like I think the 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 reason why Civil War is as good as it is, and why Batman versus Superman is isn't anywhere near as as well regarded. It comes back down to the fact that Marvel knew what they were doing long term. They were building something. They had the patience to build um, that film and that universe out. And DC were just kind of like, kill him now. We're doing Death of Superman this time. But you've only just had him turn up. He he, fucking fucking (laughs) announced himself to the world in the last movie two years ago. And now you're killing him already. (laughs) How's he supposed to be beloved? Yeah, yeah, it's like that took so long, comic book wise, yeah. to get up to that point. And they're like, oh, that's a big storyline. It's already happened in comic books like years ago. Let's go ahead and just go with it. And it's like, no, you need to build that trust. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. the story of people exactly. uh, to get there. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, it's like the, the reason why we buy Iron Man dying after free standalone movies is because he's been in like 19 <laughs> other movies. <Right>. So we've <laughs> seen him over the course of a long time. Like, yeah. you know. Superman had been with us for two years and we'd already killed him again. It's like, it's, it, it's systemic, um, just of, of the, of DC and, and the way that they make their movies is that they want, mm-hmm. they want it now. They're not willing to put in yeah. the, the, the work and the miles to get there. They just want it now. So they're going to have it now. Um, and yeah, well, it's, it's weird in this movie where it starts out where like half the population just fucking hates Superman. You know, they just like they detest him. They've got the guy that crawls up there and like spray paints false God on his his chest on the, the statue and whatnot. And, you know, obviously Superman is having to go to court. You know, that's the dawn of the justice in the title. I, I would imagine. Uh, I guess he left his briefcase at home. It's weird. You don't show up to court uh, looking like that. But um, then when we get to the end of the movie, like after Superman is quote-unquote killed and then we see all these people like 
at his memorial with like a candle through a paper plate and we're supposed to believe like now everyone has reverence for well, him. That's the other half. Where, <laughs> yeah. He said half <laughs> of the people hate him. The other half like him. So they came out. That's the day. other half of them? Okay. <laughs> the other half okay. I guess so. Screaming yeah, at the TVs. Yeah. I guess I didn't see like too many couples in that that little like setting there. So mm. maybe it was just like one spouse hates him, the other one adores him. Oh yeah. Um but that's but I don't the real know. Civil it, War. It, there's a big problem with like public perception of Superman in this movie, mm. for me anyway, because this movie like really wants you to um follow their leaps in logic. Like you said about the Superman being framed for like burning that village or whatever. Like it's it's said, but it's not really like put forth in a way like if you're not paying attention to the dialogue, which is like sometimes clunky in these movies, then you can like miss that. And I I don't know. It's just like you I feel like they could have like put a little bit more effort into focusing on that or um, maybe even brightening the tone of Superman at the beginning of the movie Mm -hmm. to make it seem like there's more of a dichotomy between Superman because he shows up and he's just like scowling. He's got the red eyes. I hate red eye Superman, by the way. He's just, <laughs> that's not, that's just not like, he's just like a, I, Steven, I've said it before. Superman's just a good dude. Okay. <laughs> Everyone relax. He's just a good dude. He's just trying to be helpful. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, so he shows up and he's, he's all like pissed off at the beginning. And I don't know. It just, it just doesn't seem to work as well as the filmmakers wanted it to, to me anyway. Yeah. I, I think that it it was necessary because of the way that this film was was intended to go. Um, the the fact that the the entirety of this movie is Lex Luthor plotting to to force Superman and Batman into a confrontation, right? And we we all mm-hmm. know from reading the comics, although it would have been nice if they'd made it a little bit more obvious in the movie. Although he, he does say so, um, Lex like the the. The whole reason why Lex dislikes Superman all along has been because Lex thinks he's the good guy. He's he's mm-hmm. the he is the Ubermensch. He's the Wonder Kid. He's the the golden child of uh, of Metropolis. He's the one that's going to save everybody. And not only is there a massive element of jealousy there when Superman turns up, someone who apparently didn't have to work for it, who doesn't have to be super smart, who hasn't had to navigate shark infested waters of corporate life. Um, not only that, but he's an alien who has godlike powers and, you know, what's to say, like he, he says, he tells this story about how his dad grew up in East Germany. Um, and he, uh, basically like, you know, marching, um, to the tune of a despot and, and all that kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. and he sees, uh, Superman very much as the coming of an alien race who's going to subjugate mankind. And so his whole reason for being, even if if you just take this movie by itself and with the evidence that they throw at you in the Ultimate Edition, his whole reason for hating Superman is because he thinks that Superman has more potential for evil than he does for good. Now, in order for that to land, because if you watch, if, if you read original Superman comics or if you go and watch the Christopher Reeve movies, Superman is always such a good dude. He never has a crossword. I, I could not say it better myself, even though I have said it. <laughs> you indeed, indeed. Well, I'm ta- oh, you take credit yeah. for it, Brent. By all means, um, I will. <laughs> Don't worry. But because he is such a good dude, for this movie, they did need to muddy the waters slightly so that it was believable that some people might actually believe what Lex is throwing out there, and indeed, actually, 
for Lex to come to the conclusion that Superman was a threat to begin with, they have to muddy those waters, even if he's the one that's muddying them a little bit more with setting things up with the uh, the private security firm that shoot all the terrorists and burn the bodies and whatnot. Um, so I, I think that, that a lot of people are really down on Man of Steel and, and Batman versus Superman because Superman is a lot more dour um, and a lot more cynical about the world. And yeah, mm-hmm. he is. He is, but it's 2016, you know, dipshit Trump's just dipshit Donald. I think you called him <laughs> when we last spoke. Yes. Um, yeah. Dipshit Donald's just. Hey, it got him out of office. To it worked. <laughs> it took, it took it was four a slow years, burn. we got there. Uh, um, we got there. Uh, so, you know, he'd just taken office. There was uh, a real lack of optimism in the world. And I think that Superman is at his best. He is an antidote to that kind of stuff. But. I think it works better if he's got shit that he has to work through himself because we are always so worried about Superman, the alien god, that we forget that actually for 33 years he's been raised as a human being and he's got human Mm -hmm. problems the same as the rest of us. And just because you can fly and you can see people's knickers through their skirts doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that your world is all sunshine and rainbows and you shouldn't be using x-ray vision for that just so i'm clear um yeah uh there probably there could be rainbows down there though there could be there could be unicorns who knows yeah yeah and this is why it's so troubling yeah well one yeah yeah, absolutely like the fact that he has this ultimate power like who watches the watchmen to borrow the phrase from a, Mm. a, a very well written comic book and uh and another Zack snyder movie um yeah yeah he's everywhere he's everywhere he's everywhere but ultimate Mm -hmm. power corrupts uh, uh, absolute uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely there we go i got it eventually Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. superman's always been a character who's been represented as not being corruptible and that's because he was you know he was brought up in the good old us of a in uh whichever state it was um kansas kansas Kansas. he's a good old kansas boy um and that's great there's nothing wrong with that interpretation of superman at all but to think that anybody can be brought up to be that paragon of virtue on this planet is really really naive um and and so that that's why i like this version of superman because he has got problems because he was raised as a human being and if Mm. you look at the backstory of him as a character during these movies He's beset by all of these problems. You know, there's a scene in Man of Steel where all his powers kick in in the classroom and he throws himself into a closet Mm -hmm. and his mum basically says, make the world smaller, concentrate on my voice. And he learns to control those powers. But for a kid, that's got to be absolutely traumatising. And to not know who you are until you're a teenager. Like, adoption can be a harrowing experience for kids when they find out they're adopted. Not always, Mm -hmm. because... You know, I a lot of kids are really well adjusted, and and when they find that out, they're just like, yeah, but you're still my mum and dad, right? Yeah, of course we are. Okay, mm-hmm. cool, whatever. But like to find out that your mum and dad were millions of light years away on a planet that blew up twenty thousand years ago, and <laughs> they're the reason why you can fly and why you can hear a, a bug landing on a leaf ten miles away. Um, that's got to be pretty harrowing for you. So he's got a lot of mental baggage. The fact that he turned out good at all isn't, you know, watch Brightburn. Um, oh, yeah. The fact that he's turned out good well, at all is amazing. 
Yeah. And uh, real quick on the subject of adoption, um, Stephen, there, uh, remind me that uh, I need to talk to you off air. Um, uh, I was talking to your parents earlier this week, and there's, About- there's, there's something you should probably there's something you should probably know, but we don't have to get into it on the show. Um, but I, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. You'll be okay. I, I'll just wait. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we'll talk. Just to don't even. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. Got it. it. Nailed just, it. Yeah. It's just make sure to turn in all your shoelaces to your wife uh, before that conversation. Oh, just, I don't know. Wow. It's going really, to get real darker dark. than the DCEU right there. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, but I, I don't know. I, I kind of see Superman's inherent goodness as his superpower, his like greatest power or whatever. Like he's very much to me the way that uh, Chris Evans portrays Captain America. He's just like, like whenever we see Steve Rogers dive on that grenade, you know, in, in the training camp, we don't ever be like, well, but like, why is he like that? It's just like, that's just who he is as a, as a character. Yeah. I don't feel like if we saw Superman just be again, a good dude, you know what? TM, TM. Let's <laughs> talk about stuff. Um, then, uh, I don't think, I don't know. I, and especially with a uh, dipshit Donnie being around, you know, like let's just lose some of that cynicism. We've, I feel like we've got enough of that in the world. Like, Captain America on the Marvel side, Superman on the DC side. I feel like each one of them is allowed to have one character that's just like fucking cool. Like just like a a, a good dude to hang out with. You know, your car breaks down, he's gonna show up, gonna try to fix it. You know, maybe he sneaks a peek at your your underwear, sees you're wearing your rainbow unicorn undies. You know, <laughs> we all do it. We all do it. Um, I, I think the reason whatever. why it works so well for Captain America is because he was born in an era where the good old American hero was a lot more likely. Um, you mm-hmm. know, like Captain America is literally frozen in ice for 50 years, more like 70 years at this yeah. point, and then fought out. And he is like the last bastion of what America used to be, you know, freedom and cherry pie. Um, mm-hmm. Superman was in, in... Are you talking about the Warrant song, Cherry Pie? Is that what that, <laughs> is that what you mean? Uh, never heard of it. Whoa, oh my <laughs> God. Well, look into it, um, and then I, you'll probably laugh later. Uh, trust me, it was it was solid. Stephen liked it. Um, anyway, back to you. Um, you will hear it and gyrate your hips just automatically. I, I don't way. even know if I'm capable of gyrating my hips. I'm British, you know. Um, oh. <laughs> we we're, we're built differently. Our, our hips don't allow for gyration. Uh, unfortunately, okay. Okay. I've tried. I've, God knows I've yeah. tried, but. It's it's like lockjaw for hips. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. So okay. um, S- Superman in in this continuity was born twenty thousand years ago, but uh, essentially was born um, and raised in Kansas from like the uh, the the mid to late eighties. Because at some point he says he's thirty three years old, um, and that's in a twenty sixteen movie. So five years further. Oh shit! He was born the same year I was. Okay, so about 1983. Um, if I was a superhero, I wouldn't be the you know the Superman, true. good good guy kind of guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that they definitely missed a trick where, as he comes into his own, as he accepts who he is, and finally comes to terms with which path he's going to take. Because remember, we said before, like um, he's got his two fathers that took very different views on what he should do 
with his powers mm-hmm. and his abilities. Um, we got Kevin Costner saying you should hide them from people until you know that you can be accepted. Essentially, he was saying never let anyone know because things aren't going to get better. Uh, and then you've got um, Russell Crowe saying that bloody dog is so loud um you've got russell crowe <laughs> saying um you know you can be a force for good uh, you can lead them into the sun um and he finally makes his own mind up and at that point is where he could become that hopeful superhero and he could become the the superman that we all know and love uh and he kind of does. And then he kills well, a guy. He, kill, he kills a guy, which puts him back a little way. But again, we've, we've, been, we've, we've been over the whole Zod thing. He's, he's killed Zod many times before. Um, like, Get over it, Brent. I, I, yeah, what if after he like, what if after he snapped Zod's neck, he like looks at the camera and is like, I've done it before. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> no, my first time. Yeah, we, we, we've talked about this already. Like that was a valid criticism, mm-hmm. allegedly of the first movie when man of steel came out Mm. i will not forget that one of the prevalent criticisms of that movie was how could they have superman break a man's neck it's like well it Mm. was zod the most evil man on the planet um he had laser beams firing out of his eyes and he was about to cook a family of five in front of superman didn't have much of a choice and again he could have flown vertically upwards Away from all of the humans. Ah, but Zod would probably have flown down and, you know, like, it, it's a constant struggle between them. Wh- whichever way Superman's going to go, Zod's going to go the other way. So it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's like, at the end of the day, what's his face? Um, Zod said... Michael Shannon. Yeah, Michael Shannon. Zod, he, he yeah. says, I'm never going to stop. And at that point, that is that is when um, Kal-El, Clark, Superman, whoever, makes that decision that if he's never going to stop, there's only one thing that I can do. And I've been trying to avoid this all this time, but I'm, I'm going to have to do it. And that's when he snaps his neck. And he lets out that guttural roar afterwards, which is very much... Because he came. I, he, came. <laughs> <laughs> he was so excited for his first kill. You never forget your first kill. Um, (laughs) see this is the problem i have is i I try making cogent points and people always just joke about this i think you're totally i'm down with this point now like Uh, i i think like you can you can see that it has an effect on him when when he kills zod like it has a real effect on him and and it's followed mm-hmm. through for the rest of the movie even the point where he takes down the 12 million dollar drone in front of the colonel or whatever his rank is at this point and basically yeah. says i i see you're trying to find my front doormat um or where mm-hmm. i hang my cape um and he's like don't do that and who mm-hmm. hasn't been there who hasn't had to say to somebody don't do that don't be a fucking dick. Just leave me alone. <laughs> Stay in your lane is essentially what he's saying. But again, people yeah. had to go at him for that because he wasn't cheerful enough. And it's like, he's just had to kill someone, you know? He's he, and, and it's not just a case of he's had to kill someone. He's literally had to kill the last of his kind because the rest of them got sucked into a mm. black hole not so long ago. Zod represents the last of his kind that he knows of because I think everyone's aware at this point that Supergirl exists in this reality um she was you remember when um he finds the scout ship in the first movie and he finds a a rotting corpse in one of the uh pods and then he looks across and mm. there's an empty pod in the other one 
Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. There, well, there, yeah. there's yeah. So you've you've got the um the, the jump scare of, of the the rotting Kryptonian corpse in the scout ship, and then he looks across and there's an open pod on the other side. So the story goes that, and it's been corroborated since because I think there was a comic book which told the story. Um, Kara uh, L, whatever her name is, because I can never remember her name. Um, in this continuity, she was on that scout ship. They were brought to Earth. They crash landed, and she ends up um, in uh, on Earth uh, among dinosaurs. And then I, oh, I wow. don't know what happens from then. Like she, maybe she gets frozen in ice, like Captain America, because they don't have any original ideas. Mm. Maybe Kryptonians don't age properly. <laughs> I don't know. But um, like yeah. the, the original plan was that they were eventually going to reveal that Supergirl was on that. Um, scout ship, and that uh, she was, mm. um, she was certainly not his cousin in that uh, reality because that was sent thousands of years before he was uh, sent out. But yeah, that that was apparently yeah. the plan. Um, so yeah, wow. I think crypto. That's was, interesting. Crypto, the 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 Wonder Dog was going to be um, <laughs> on that ship as well, but I'm not so sure about that. Oh my god! Yeah, but well, that gets to to something I wanted to bring up, which is the the tone of these, uh, and it kind of goes back to what you're saying with like when I first saw Man of Steel and he killed Zod, I I was like I don't understand this, but it's it was really in the context of the entirety of it that I just didn't understand this version of the character of Superman and what he's going through, and like you said, like him being born in the in the 80s versus whatever i don't know like the 30s or something right or the 50s what what any time earlier than that like really changes who he's going to be um and i almost feel like it was really just unfortunate the timeline of the dceu movies with like trump and and the rise of all this this bullshit in the world for the last few years that i'm like they were doing this at that time before wonder woman and and aquaman and and stuff like that they were doing these dark dour yeah, um, versions of these it, it is you know, a shame that was tough if, in if that you era look at the likes of aquaman like aquaman is an absolute blast um i mm-hmm. i still haven't seen that one yeah really so. really fun you absolutely i, I mm-hmm. guarantee you'll enjoy that one if only because it's just a stupidly fun romp it's indiana jones with people that can breathe underwater it's wonderful um, okay <laughs> that helps it, it definitely helps um yeah I, I i really enjoyed that and i think that if they'd approached it from a uh, like a, a thon romp kind of uh, point of view then that definitely would have helped them um but mm-hmm. it, it's very clear that they saw what marvel was doing they saw that everyone was wearing their slightly more colorful costumes and they decided if we're going to do this we're going to have to set ourselves apart we're going to have to give people something a bit different and so they went for a yeah. much more subdued, much more gritty, down-to-earth uh, kind of storytelling. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I I like it for Superman because of the fact that I've said that, like, he's going to struggle growing up in this era. Um, again, I don't defend the way they left him. I, like, I think that they should have had him being more optimistic as he embraces his path as he becomes Superman, mm-hmm. you know, by the end of the first movie, it really kind of should have been more like when uh, Christopher Reeve puts the roof back on the White House and he says, I'm never leaving again. And, you know, that's kind of like mm-hmm. Superman's affirmation of I'm here for good and I'm here to do good. Um, and they could have had that moment in this movie as well, just with the, uh, a burning wreck of a $12 million drone behind him instead of the roof of the White House. Um <laughs> But yeah, they, they didn't go that way, unfortunately. And, and like I said, they, they did mm. rush through an awful lot of stuff in an awfully short amount of time. And 
yeah. it's the compression I think of the stories that is the biggest crime that these films have committed rather than mm-hmm. their actual depiction of Superman um, who is still a good guy at the end at the end of the day he still does the right thing you know he still saves people if you look at the beginning of Batman versus Superman when he wants to follow Bruce Wayne to find out what he's up to but he sees the footage of I think it's San Juan where there's a Day of the Dead festival and there's a girl trapped in a burning building and he's like well I can follow mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne or I can let that or I can save that girl I can't do both and so he decides to do the right thing and save the girl and then you get the whole Jesus mm-hmm. iconography going on again which wasn't really necessary but <sighs> Zack Snyder he has to make ah. really nice looking scenes so people are reaching out to him and shit um, so he's doing the right thing it's just that mm. he has a lot of internal conflict and you're constantly seeing this conflict when you know he's standing out on the windowsill saying you know I, I didn't see it I'm afraid I wasn't looking but that's his internal conflict that's not him actually mm. saying I wasn't looking I didn't care it's him saying I care enough to be worried that I wasn't looking and then yeah. you get the line about the, the lead lined wheelchair and you find out that the wheelchair wasn't actually he, he wouldn't have been able to see that it was, had a bomb in it because it was lead lined mm-hmm. um, which is something that they have never acknowledged in this universe until that point and I like the fact that they didn't have to spell it oh, out the lead people. thing yeah that's yeah, funny. They've never mentioned that he, he can't see through lead in, in this continuity, as far as I'm aware. Um, well, but that definitely knows. helped. Yeah. With the, the Ultimate Edition, like you were talking about earlier, like, um, I really, I, I'd only seen Batman v Superman once, I think, maybe twice, but I didn't remember a whole lot of it until I watched the Ultimate Edition. So I couldn't really, I, there weren't scenes that I was like, I've never seen this before. I was like, I don't remember seeing 90% of this. It's yeah. all kind of new. But I remember the first time I saw it being so confused by the movie and just like, it's just like, what is the point of this? Why are we headed here? And there's this new villain now and blah, blah, blah. And then uh, watching it now, I was like, oh, I, I, I again was trying to watch it through Dave's eyes, trying to be like, uh, it's, you know, see this in a different light. But also it was kind of just made more sense in the Ultimate Edition. It had room to breathe and like explain things. And I think it was genuinely a, a much better movie than I had seen before, and it kind of threw me off when watching it, that <laughs> um, I liked it as much as I did. Uh, I'm still not a huge fan of the DCEU and stuff, but I definitely understood what they were going for with this this time much more than the first time I saw it. So yeah. it's interesting that with the Snyder Cut now, he's expanding that to four hours, <laughs> and r- watching watching Batman v Superman and thinking like, oh, they expanded this by 30 minutes, and it's already like a, a big movie now it's like over three hours and i'm like i think i would have just much rather all of this been like a huge mini series yeah. um w- and and gotten more story than these movies that were truncated it's almost like weird that i would be like beg for more mm. but i'm like mm-hmm. i feel like there are pieces of that that could have been rearranged or could have been told better had he had the room to actually flesh it out it seems like that's doing better for him so in that regard i am kind of looking forward to justice league just as a a cap to all of this and see like how it all plays out in his mind. Mm. Um, Cause the theatrical way it played out and clearly with justice league with a whole new director and stuff that changed the goal, but uh, or the plan. But uh, yeah, I'm, I am kind of being like, okay, I get, I'm in the world now. I'm a little more excited to see how he wants to flesh this mm. out and finish it off. So it, it depends on yeah. the aspect ratio that he chooses to display it in That's as true. to whether it's four <laughs> hours long or not, because technically there's probably about two and a half hours material at four by three. So, um, <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just doing the maths here, oh, and I'm man. sure that's how mathematics works. Yeah, right. So, yeah, we're definitely going to go with that. Um, yeah, like, I, I think that de- decompression is a massive... Uh, it's something which benefits these movies in 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 insanely it really does like batman versus superman mm. three hours long with an extra half hour of content for me as someone that already liked it i just liked it so much more and watching them back to back uh because i had nothing else to do that day so i was like fuck it i'm gonna watch them back to back because i liked the original and the uh, man of, no no man of steel and then batman versus oh, superman. Steel, okay um i didn't bother cool, watching cool. the theatrical version of batman versus superman because i was like well i've got the ultimate edition it says ultimate edition like why would i watch any of them <laughs> yeah um there you go but yeah like the extra half hour made such a difference and i've not watched it in a little while so i i couldn't hand on heart tell you which scenes were in the original and, and weren't mm-hmm. you know cut out uh and added to the ultimate but i'm i'm fairly certain that most of the ones that i saw that i thought to myself this makes this movie better i'm pretty sure they're all new scenes that have been put in it makes me wonder what was in man of steel that they cut out um i don't know if there's an ultimate edition of that but i i would be genuinely interested to see what else there was that they filmed for that movie that could possibly have improved that as well maybe there was an extra coder at the end which made him look like he was a bit more optimistic for the future i don't know um they they actually cut out all the scenes where henry cavill as superman was smiling damn. they were just like no we got to get that out of there for fuck's sake that, that cut 18 seconds out of the movie and they were just like it's just so much better it just makes just makes so much more sense contextually mm. where it's just like let's just not have him let's just not have, <laughs> let's him, just have him miserable all the time we enjoy yeah, miserable all the time. henry cavill <laughs> Um, I, I've heard that they're restoring <sighs> his mustache. S stands in, for hope, I guess. <laughs> they're restoring the mustache in, um, in in Justice League. Uh, it's it's going to be back in the, in its full bushy glory. So that's going oh, to be great. You know that that's worth an extra half hour on the runtime already. Um, Are they adding fill the, that four by three screen oh, too? It's going to look it good. Fill it, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Are they going to add the cat buttholes in there as well? I hope Ooh, so because that's important. I really hope so. Okay, yeah. good. Like that, they have to yeah. speak truth to the <laughs> art. You know. Yeah, like even like through his cape, you could still see his butthole. I mean, like that's important. <laughs> yeah, you know? absolutely. Puckering away. Uh, you can tell when he's nervous because it just <laughs> it starts puckering up like, you know, sixpence half a crown. Just, you know, big, small, big, small, big, small. Um, Boy, puckering uh, <laughs> away sounds like an excellent show title to me, Dave. <laughs> it does, it does, it does. good. Um, I did uh, right before this show and I was researching about the movie and stuff, looking at the Wikipedia and various things about it. Um I I'm I haven't gotten into watching a whole lot of them, but I'm I'm excited to read about whenever people do fan edits of movies. Mm. And so I was looking to see if anybody had done a fan edit of this one, particularly I was looking for like color changes. I know people have done like making the colors brighter, but I also would be really curious to see like a see it with like a brighter score, like even like the original um, like John Williams score from the the Reeves movies and stuff. Um, But I found a version of this that actually made me really excited, even though I've sat through man of steel and i watched batman v superman all over again um there's a version i found uh that's called man of tomorrow that someone has edited uh man of steel and batman v superman together as one giant superman story so zod is the first villain and then 
Lex Luthor is pulling the strings you find out later on yeah. and then there's like Doomsday at the oh, end so it, it keeps most of the major beats mm. uh, but some of the parts that I did I was able to watch so far before this episode uh, that were interesting is they they first off they cut in all of the stuff with Bruce Wayne on the ground at the like in Metropolis thinking, when everything's going down yeah. Yeah, right yeah so they cut it concurrently so you see like him kind of watching all of that go down mm. and it's it's really kind of fascinating to see them together um, and then that leads into the way that Man of Steel ends where he like works the Daily Planet and stuff they they edit that together so essentially. It seems more uplifting and it uh, you make it makes him a more understanding as the super Superman we know, the hopeful one, because he basically like they intercut those scenes of him starting the Daily Planet with the scenes of him like carrying that ship and like saving the people on the roof with the Superman symbol drawn on mm-hmm. it in paint. Mm-hmm. They do all that stuff together and they're like everybody loves Superman. And then they show like Batman enter the Batcave for the first time and it kind of keeps going. Yeah. So it kind of keeps the hope. It's uh, the way they described it. Basically, they were trying to fix was you ended Man of Steel with a lot of hope, but you don't see any of that with Superman really and Batman v Superman. It's all like Mm -hmm. dire stuff. People are like really on the fence about him and you don't really get a lot of those smiling moments or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this way they kind of brought them together and you're like, oh, you get that kind of leading into it. And it uh, it seems like a really cool experiment. I'm excited to, to go back and watch it soon or at least sometime because uh, I think it's a cool idea. But uh, again, it's weird, like not being a huge fan of these myself. But then now I'm like, well, I'm kind of invested in to see like what the plan is, and like why they did the things they yeah. did. And maybe a different cut is in there that'll make it, you know, more palatable. I mean, so because that's that's another thing. Like I know I keep coming back to the criticisms that were had for Man of Steel and we're not supposed to be talking about Man of Steel. But they are so intrinsically linked <laughs> as movies that I feel like they I are. have to. They are. Um, the yeah. the yeah. massive criticism for Man of Steel which was something that they actually referenced Marvel movies uh, in, in, in doing so much better, was that the final climactic uh, showdown between Zod and Superman must have killed thousands of Metropolis residents because they were just smashing through buildings and you know taking buildings down and stuff. And although that's a valid criticism because you, know, you look at something like Avengers where um, they, they're at pains to say, um, clear out eight city blocks each way blah 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 blah. make sure mm. that there's no one left is everyone clear yes everyone's clear um <laughs> the thing is batman versus superman the whole crux of why batman dislikes superman is that exact thing that superman would have probably killed thousands of people on the ground while he was fighting zod like it's a massive mm-hmm. plot point of that movie and mm-hmm. I know a lot of people have said, and they're probably right to an extent, that the backlash of that scene informed the writing of Batman versus Superman and gave Batman that reason as to why he disliked him. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make yeah. it any less valid of a reason why, storyline-wise, that would work. Because watching this movie again, like if, if, if a world engine lands in the middle of my city and I'm seeing it gradually radiating out, and I'm in a skyscraper overlooking all of this stuff, you wouldn't see me for fucking dust. I'd be out of that building yeah. <laughs> quicker than... Uh, uh, well, I, I can't say what I was going to say because it's very rude. Um, <laughs> but it, We're not that kind of show. It, it, yeah. it, it had to do with sitting on the toilet and using X-Lax. Um, so, uh-huh, um, sure. <laughs> but uh, like, I, I think that... The, the reason why 
that works so well is because like thinking about it like as if i was superman in that situation i don't have ultimate control over where zod goes he had hard enough time keeping him in one yeah. place stopping him from lasering some people with his eyes so controlling that fight and remember he's actually on the back foot for most of that fight when he crashes through buildings he's not doing it because he's flying into them he's doing it because he's been punched through mm -hmm. them um like there's there's very few occasions where the, uh, the the damage that is wrought on Metropolis is caused by him. It's always Zod who is the um, the the uh, the main actor uh, in in that incident, and and Superman is reacting to what's going on. Um, the second movie, what's really interesting about Batman versus Superman is that although they made sure that that was a, a significant part of Batman's motivations as to why he didn't like Superman. They were also at massive pains. And honestly, it stands out like a sore thumb after you are aware of the criticisms of the first movie. Um, when Doomsday lands back on Earth after the nuclear missile hits him and Superman. <laughs> I love this. They say, where's he yeah. landed? Rikers Island. It's completely uninhabited. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. and like before that they're fighting in like the financial district and like the news report says well it's after 5pm yeah. so most people thankfully have already gone home um, like they're at pains yeah. to say no one's it's around so on the no nose. one's going to get killed by this but it's like yeah <sighs> t t in real life well, the like when a terrorist bombs a building yeah. they're looking to kill people mm -hmm. and when General Zod yeah. is zod does not care about human beings we are the foundation yeah. on which new krypton is going to be built so why does he care if people die i don't know like i felt like mm. it was well covered by the writing of the second movie thematically it fit really well um and it just added to the beef that batman and superman had with each other because superman's doing his best but batman mm -hmm. is um it's often said that batman is a um like a, a ground level superhero right like he deals with um thieves mm -hmm. and, and muggers and and rapists and things like that and superman meanwhile is up in the heavens battling apocalypse and and you know and, and dark dark seed on apocalypse i should say and all these kind of intergalactic larger than life villains that could wipe out the earth in a single glance um and that's reflected well ba batman has kite he man. does have kite batman man. Has yeah, kite so he's, man. Not so he's not away from always him. on the street sometimes he is up in the air as well um and he does have the bat wing for yeah. that so that's good but the the the, mm -hmm. the, the, the reason that it works so well is because they are such different types of heroes that they, they come from different angles in every aspect. You know, like Batman is really mm -hmm. worried about the fact that Superman could be this threat to humanity. Superman's not the one that's out branding people with irons, you know? Like there's, there's yeah. a, a certain amount of um, hip hypocrisy which Batman is, is basing his arguments on. And I like that. He's not perfect either. Well, I, I think it's interesting talking about the, the Rikers Island uh, portion of the, the movie where they do go out of their way to say it's uninhabited and, you know, whatever happens there stays there, much like Vegas. <laughs> um, but there's also a, a portion of the movie where they decide that they need to go get the, the kryptonite spear. Mm. So they Batman decides, well, I need to go lure this yeah. creature back to you know, the population mm -hmm. instead of just like going to fly to get it and then coming back to him, yeah. you know, which seems like such a weird leap that, in logic. That's a but... massive, massive leap in logic sure. and, and actually something that yeah. even I dislike about this movie because Batman is yeah. supposed to be the dark detective. He's supposed to be as much about his mind as he is his body. 
and it's kind of mm. clear that this is not a very smart Batman um, because he <laughs> yeah. is, like you said, he's leading um, Doomsday back to Metropolis when he could very, or sorry, was it Gotham? No, it, it was Gotham where the spear was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, even that's so, right. it was a populated mm. area. So he he's still, mm. he, he's as bad as Superman. He just doesn't acknowledge it, you know? And, and again, this yeah. hypocrisy is a big thing um about the these two characters um or about uh, about batman specifically is that he's kind of unwilling mm-hmm. to see his own flaws and maybe the reason that he dislikes superman so much is because he's like his own um batman is superman's dark reflection or maybe superman is yeah. a reflection of batman that he doesn't want to see um so mm-hmm. yeah i mean like i said i i love the movie there are aspects of it that i that i cannot defend and another one of those is and everyone knew we were getting to it martha it's the biggest (laughs) meme to come out of movies in decades um yeah look i i appreciate what they were going for i really really do yeah and i had never before then considered the fact that their mothers were both called martha as they are they really are both same um the yeah. extended cut at least gives you more it, it focuses more on Martha and the whole kind of mother uh, lost mother relationship uh but it's still a terrible terrible piece of writing which is unforgivable mm-hmm. and <laughs> at the very least at the very very least Superman calls her Ma during the entire movie and then suddenly starts <laughs> saying save Martha if he just said save my mother, you know, yeah. and then said save Martha Kent, that mm. would have made more sense because like Batman doesn't know who Superman really is, so he wouldn't know who his mother really is. So if he says save save mm. my ma, save my mum. Save your ma. Who's your mother? <laughs> Martha. Martha Kent. <laughs> Martha. My mum's Martha. <laughs> you know like I, I get what they're going for is humanitizing superman in the eyes of batman and giving him pause giving him a reason to stop for a second and think and the shock of that, yeah. that name being mentioned and him having all those dreams about his mother i get that but it's just still it's a little bit on the nose and unfortunately memes are memes like we were talking about um on generation animation yeah. the other day uh Oh five d's which is um, Yu-Gi-Oh! is a card-playing game, right? So this anime is based on people that play Mm. card games, except that they play them while riding motorcycles. And that (laughs) is the meme that has emerged from uh, from that anime series now, is, oh, it's card games on motorbikes. It's a really good show, but it couldn't get past that, and it got really hurt by that meme. And that's a problem. Uh, Unfortunately, like there are some really good movies out there that have one or two lines which are absolutely preposterous but they don't Mm. get hammered half as much as as this and to be honest it got hammered rightfully so because it is ridiculous it's absolutely appalling writing (laughs) like well well that's the crux of the attitude change for batman to superman right like that's that's the moment that that is supposed to win him over but yeah like no one on earth says their their parents first name especially if you don't know who that is mm. like it's just it's so weird and and i okay look people are screaming it at the podcast right now the word ma is the first two letters of martha okay <laughs> that's not 
that was not part of the writing. That was not, that's not, that's not it. But yeah, like he literally could have said, I'm doing this because of my mother. But also like. He tried to the, sell him that at the very uh, beginning. Beginning. Yeah, like at the the beginning of the fight, he like Superman shows up, does the superhero landing, which he does like multiple oh, yeah. times. That case must be heavy because it. it never flies straight up. It's just like always landing with his feet. Anyway, so he he could have just been like, "Look, man, like like holding his hands up, like I come in peace. Look, they got my mom. They could have done that right away, but instead they like start fighting, and Superman needs Batman's help. So what does he do? Just shoves him across the battlefield just immediately. Yeah. That's yeah, how you do I, it. I, you know, it's just none of the fighting is like earned, it's, and especially since the the fighting in the last hour of this movie is just like constant. Yeah, there's like nothing like the, earned. The, the entire movie is called Batman versus Superman. You have to have that fight. There's there's no getting around that. Of course, I think that the setup yeah. for the fight could have been a bit cleaner. It could have made a bit more sense. Like if superman had tried a few times to reason with batman and every time just got hit with another ton of bricks you know like i i love the mm-hmm. idea of uh, of batman just setting up like a piano on a rope over in with a big red x <laughs> on the floor and he just pulls on the rope and drops a piano on him and superman's just like what are you doing dude come on you know i'm invulnerable i mean he kind he kind of does like he really had to be betting that superman who has hovered above people the entire film would crash land in front of him and then like walk forward as batman walks backwards in these dopey ass weird boots and superman would like walk onto the little like inset like booby Mm. trap or whatever and he does he gets hit with the sonic rays but then he picks up the aforementioned manhole cover that you talked about dave Mm. he rips it in half cowabunga and he flings it to the it's, sides of them to destroy it's a great those visual. like that's the thing and, and this is something that Zack snyder always delivers is great visuals like he will never be yeah. outdone where it comes to good looking movies whether it's the opening of man of steel with like the 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 hectic zoom in and zoom out while russell crowe's riding a dragonfly across the the surface of the planet of krypton or whether it's this fight which is just like it's brilliantly directed but I just think that the setup does need a little bit more of Superman trying to talk and a bit more of Batman not willing to listen before they get into proper mm-hmm. like fisticuffs. Like even throw throw one of yeah. those kryptonite grenades at Superman and that be the reason why he gets pissed off and why he starts fighting him. Like if you're not going to listen to me, I'm going to beat some sense into you and then you're going to listen. You know, just like one line like that would have made a lot more sense. But they just go straight into that or it. like. Yeah, that or like as soon as Superman shows up, have Batman hit him with one of those kryptonite grenades immediately. So he like falls to Mm -hmm. Earth and then like all the shit goes down. And I, you know, I, I I think that there's a reason why he leads with things that he knows can't be effective. Like he he leads with the Gatling guns and the um, the the sound wave projectors and stuff. And that's to he's got a he has an expense budget and if you don't spend it it's just gonna go away (laughs) so honestly you need to spend the money just to make sure next year's fiscal calendar just all works out so and this actually kind of counts against what i said about batman being um being a stupid batman in this movie um he's got a plan and that plan is to lure superman into that building so that he can get the spear and, and do him in like he he has the spear buried in the floor in the middle of that building he has to get him there somehow so those first few traps were just to piss him off. He didn't expect them to work very well. He just wanted to piss him off and, and get him to 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 come onto him and get him angry. Because the best thing you can do to unsettle a fighter is to get them angry. Because then any tactics they might have just go out the window and just blind rage takes over. Um, 
so I, I, I can appreciate the tactics. I, I just think the, the, the setup for it could have been a little bit better. You know, like Superman does try to talk to him, but immediately after the first trap, he's like, fuck it, I'm going to beat you up. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah, but like, why even, why even like hide the spear? Like if his goal is to kill mm. Superman, be efficient about it and just be like, hit him with that kryptonite grenade as he falls, take that spear and then just like stab him. And it it's, would have been a very short It's fight. done. Um <laughs> and, and, and this is this is um, theatrically two and a half hour movie, and you need to justify the the run length. Uh, but I, that's yeah. that's basically the reason you want to see a knockout fight between the two of them. And um, actually, speaking mm-hmm. of um, DC comic books that I would recommend, there's one that is referenced very heavily in this fight, um, and that's the Dark Knight Returns, which is actually the genesis yes. mm-hmm. of this big metallic bat suit. But also, um, when they're fighting Doomsday and Batman uses his grappling hook to grab onto a building, and he does that cool thing with lightning behind him where he jumps onto the side of a building, he hangs mm. onto something, yeah. he fires the grappling <clears throat> hook off in a different direction, and he whips off again. That is meant to be a reference to the cover of The Dark Knight Returns, um, which is just a brilliant, brilliant bit of storytelling. They made another one afterwards. Um, which I've not read, but um, I don't nah. know if it's worth it. The first one's great. It really is. And, yeah, cool. and, yeah. and and again, that is a story about Batman and Superman being at odds and Superman being the Boy Scout and Batman not taking his shit. And uh, in, in that instance, we actually are on Batman's side because Superman is essentially mm-hmm. a puppet of Ronald Reagan, who has been president at that point for like, what, 20 years? I don't know. Somehow he managed yeah, to get a long rid time, of yeah. the, um, the part of the constitution that meant you could only have two terms. Thank fuck that isn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I can only... Yeah, I don't want Ronald Reagan for fucking 20 imagine, years. Imagine. Imagine. Mm-hmm. I mean, he couldn't tell the difference between a nurse's button and a nuclear button. But I digress. That's my favorite Genesis <laughs> video for anyone that wants to, to search that out. Land of Confusion. It's a banger of a song. Um, sweet, sweet. But yeah, yeah. Batman versus Superman, just it delivers visually. <clears throat> It really does, but every now and then it kind of trips up on itself, and it wants to be cleverer than it maybe actually is. But it delivers so much in That's, terms of yeah. action, and there, there's some real like proper emotional content there. Like when Superman picks up that spear, full knowing like that it can only do mm-hmm. bad things to him, and he races head on towards Doomsday, and he sticks him, and then Doomsday rears back, and you know that Superman's got enough time that if he wants to, he can let go and defend himself, but he doesn't. And not only that, but he and, and this is a stupid thing, but again, it's great for emotional impact. Once he's been stabbed, he grabs hold of Doomsday and he pulls it through himself even more so he can get closer and he can push the spear through. He's got three foot of spear that he's not using, that he could have gone mm-hmm. back and grabbed hold of yeah. and pushed. But no, we're, we're not doing that. We're not playing logic at the moment. We're playing Snyder's lovely-looking cinematography. Um, it's a really effective moment, and it's like that and the the blocking of the scene afterwards where he's laying there kind of wrapped in his cape uh with lois kind of like over him like weeping uh, above him with the um with wonder mm. woman to one side batman to the other and they're kind of standing there just kind of like heads uh head, heads um bowed is just it's, it's a brilliantly shot scene and it looks fantastic and i don't know how many other directors would be able to pull that off but the dialogue is trash. <laughs> 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 you know, like, I can admit well, that as a fan. Like, 
it's yeah. it's not great. There are good moments, there are great moments, but like some of it is just so clunky and badly done. And just one <laughs> yeah. rewrite would have solved so many problems. Like if if I'd been on it, I agree. I, with I know that. I, I yeah. know I have the quality, the, the the benefit of hindsight, and hindsight is twenty twenty. But mm. one rewrite, so that we could have just worked out the Martha thing. If if only that. If we had just yeah. worked out the Martha thing. Mm. So he just said my mum because the whole point of that is it's humanizing superman in the eyes of of um of batman because as far as batman's concerned this is a guy that came from an alien planet and has been hiding in plain sight ever since and he doesn't realize that he's got a mum and he's got a dad and he's got school friends and he grew up on this planet mm-hmm. um and the moment where he says you know martha and he says who's that and then lois has to chime in and say it's his mother because apparently all that superman can say is martha at this point um <laughs> mm-hmm. he's um you know she's it's his mother and and that's the point where he's like well martha doesn't sound like an alien name so it must be a human oh shit he's got human but pa- wait, wait mm-hmm. hang on if he's got human parents how long has he been here is he an alien like all of these questions suddenly occur to him and it just breaks him out of of this whole obsession that he's got with being the bigger man and being the hunter and you know winning the mm. day because essentially batman is is just he's got a long history we see that from the robin outfit and from the uh, the talk mm-hmm. with alfred where he says you know how long do the good people stay good and there's not many left etc cetera, etc cetera. um he's dealing with a lot of ba- uh, of psychological baggage as well because he's lost a lot of people and he's seen good people turn bad um and and that's what he's dealing with but he's willing to give him another shot and then he dies <laughs> too little too late yeah mm. <laughs> yeah i um for what you're saying like the dark knight uh returns is that the frank miller one yeah comic is, yeah yeah because I had heard about that one leading to this. I was, I was wondering about that, so I'm glad you said that one. Um, or, yeah, watching this movie again, um, I did. I was able to kind of divorce myself from what I thought of it the first time in as much as that I, I wanted to watch it and just see, like like I've said, like kind of what, what was their goal, what were they trying to do? And then do I think that they kind of met that? And one of the parts of that, that I really liked rewatching at this time was that it was a version of those characters that I hadn't really seen on film before. Mm. Um, and so it was interesting to see them um, kind of reshape it in a different way than I'd seen and, and, and be exciting or whatever for those characters. So um, even if I didn't like all the dialogue specifically, right, I could be like, well, this was really cool seeing how this version of Batman was like a detective or how he was moving throughout, you know, with his grappling gun and stuff. It was it was a cool version of that. Um, and even if I don't think they hit the mark all the time, I did like the the visuals of that. And that's why I was kind of asking for like comic uh, recommendations for that. So um, and yeah, like I said, I, I'm, I am excited to see where they take this with the, the Snyder Cut Justice League and see kind of what he did with that. Uh, and if I like the the stories and stuff you know all around so uh it'll be interesting um but i did like this one better than i ex- like more than i expected mm. uh the last time so yeah how's that mm-hmm. going for it <laughs> <laughs> i think i think the benefit of watching men of steel so uh so recently uh, paired with this movie um kind of helped it a little bit mm. i guess yeah um so that was that was unique instead of watching it like three years apart or whatever for sure um but uh yeah they, it's all ramping up to uh 
Zack Snyder's Justice yeah, League. So yeah, and they, they definitely they'll, hang they'll together really well. Like, Stephen, you were talking about that um, uh, Man of Tomorrow cut, uh, which kind of melts mm-hmm. them both yeah. together. And, like, I, I no word of a lie. Seems I, intriguing. I was sitting there watching the opening of Batman versus Superman, and I was thinking to myself, I wish I could see this cut together with the end of Man of Steel. And now I know it yeah, exists. Right, there you go. Uh, that's brilliant. That's yeah. really good. But, yeah, I... They- I've I've not ordered uh, that. I, I've not I've not actually I don't own Justice League. Um and I don't know why, mm, but mm-hmm. I uh, I have ordered it very I know recently. why. <laughs> I know why. <laughs> I ordered it very recently and um I'm really looking forward to watching them back to back to back and then eventually okay, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll get to watch the Snyder cut as well and that'll be interesting. Someday. Yeah. Someday. <laughs> I, I okay. I looked up on that conversation earlier, HBO Max, all they said for, for England mm. uh was soon. <laughs> in quotes. That was it. I'll <laughs> so believe it when I that's see all you it. get. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Well that was yeah. cool, man. That was a really fun conversation with you about that. Um you definitely yeah. put things in context. Uh I, I really am treat to to talk to a fan about you know anything that they love, but uh you put things in context for me. To kind of be like, oh, well, that's what they were doing or that's why, you know, I should or I could like this or whatever or why this isn't as bad as I maybe thought the first time. So I uh, really appreciate you <laughs> being on, man. That was a lot of fun. Hey, look, thank you for having me on and putting up with my inane rambling. I, I know a lot of the time I know where I want to go with a point, but I take a long time finding it. <laughs> um, you know, I totally lose mine. So, <laughs> yeah, but yeah it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's kind of our whole brand here. So that, yeah. that works. That works that you're like that. Tangents. Yeah, we like it because it's we're, we're still filling look for us it's quantity not quality oh, um, yeah um not not anything against no, you no. i'm just saying like <laughs> this this helps this helps steven and i cut out from having to speak you know you speak oh, yeah, everything and you've got these points you want to say so it all worked out perfectly Beautiful. for us i actually want to listen back to this now as opposed to just ignoring a, we have a show at all really after we record so that's great <laughs> <laughs> the shame that comes it's, along it's one with of those it. things exactly, where, exactly. Where, where you listen to it yeah. the second time you might actually pick up a lot of the things that i was saying that i didn't put across well enough the first time uh, yeah. oh no I, no 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 there were definitely things that i uh i started on and i was like i don't remember why i was start, started talking but i'm gonna say this instead so yeah yeah <laughs> it happens well uh did you want to plug anything your other shows or anything else social media i i i've i've very surreptitiously kind of slipped them in there already i suppose but i'll, I'll do so again um yeah. <laughs> so i'm i'm on Go a sure. couple of podcasts at the moment erie international uh with uh, andy and uh david hopkins um who are no strangers to this uh, to this podcast of course and uh, also generation mm-hmm. animation mm-hmm. um which uh, we talk about all things animated whether it be anime cartoons um we've even delved very briefly into uh puppetry which is not technically animation oh. uh, uh, by the definition of it but i think that mm. you know if, if you're puppeteering you're animating an inanimate object so um the spirits yeah, there got away yeah, yeah. With it just about uh so yeah there's there's those <laughs> those two and um occasionally i'll throw out a new episode of the bs cast but it's been so long now and i just got my notification from GoDaddy that the hosting is going to lapse in 30 days so if you want to listen to yeah. any of that <laughs> then bscast.com is the place to go right now to listen to it because it won't be there much longer okay um it, it'll always be on archive.org nice. thank god but there you go. There you go. So, yeah. Thank you very much for having me on. It's been a real blast, <laughs> and um, you know, I, I always, I always awesome, enjoy awesome. talking about DC and um, trying to preach to the unconverted. And um, 
I'm, I'm really happy <laughs> nice. to have uh, been able to talk to you guys about this uh, this ultimate edition, which I genuinely do think has oh yeah yeah has um, changed a few things for uh, for, for this yeah. series. I yeah, give it, it that so much for sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Flesh it out. Well, um, yeah, you can uh, rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. You can contact us uh, through all the, the stuff in the show notes below, and then uh, definitely check out Dave's podcast as well. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that was a lot of fun, man. Happy birthday again! Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, Thank happy you. birthday! I snuck it back in there, a little <laughs> jab. Uh, Brent, anything else for you, man? Uh, no, no, I'm all good. All right, cool. Well, until next time, I'm Stephen. I'm Brent. I'm Dave. <laughs> hey, let's talk later. Hell yeah. Kite man. <laughs> right up into the sunset. <laughs> I gotta find that kite man. She's my terrified. Moving the water, such a sweet surprise. Tastes so good, make a grown man cry. Sweet terrified. Yeah. Morpha! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that name? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a lot of fun, guys. Thank you for putting up for my inane ramblings. No, that was great, no, man. That was good. That Austin was good. always says the same thing, I feel, uh, when he's on. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I just talked for 20 minutes. And the whole time I'm like, yeah, like super into it. It's all good, man. Yeah. Board? Okay. There we go. Okay. So I was thinking about currency this past week. Um, I'm in the banking industry, so, you know, no big deal. I have kind, kind no of a money. big deal i have no money actually <laughs> so, that's where you're on today dave uh i, I need to borrow 40 dollars. <laughs> i have no, i have no money <laughs> oh okay shit um okay hey let's get andy on the uh on the line here maybe he's got some skrilla he can send my way he might have some he um, has, yeah but i was thinking about it and i don't know why it's never occurred to me but dave i knew you were going to be on the show this week and i thought you know when i i think of the like english pound like the symbol for it is like an L with like a line through it or something like that. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? It's a fancy L. Yeah. Yeah. And I was fancy like, boy, L. I wonder why it's called a pound if it has an L. But then it was like, oh, but we call it a dollar and it's an S with the line through it. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, where do these symbols come from? Like, it should, it should be like a D with like, I don't know, a monocle or something on, you know? <laughs> That's weird, right? That's a good look. Yeah. Easy to draw. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like at least with the pound, like if you look at um, how the, a pound in weight is drawn out, it's mm-hmm, LB. Mm-hmm. So okay. you could take the L and make it all fancy-like, and suddenly it's a pound. <laughs> but I don't know if that's where it comes from, but at least there's that logic that I can jump to. Uh, mm-hmm. But the dollar, I have no idea where that came from. The, I, I like that, Dave. That's going to be LTAS Cannon. I don't know if that's like yeah. actual fact, but it is fact on the show now. So congratulations. Sure. You can add this to your Thank Wikipedia you. entry. Yeah. <laughs> Contributor to Nonsense Podcast. We appreciate it. But yeah, I don't know about the, the dollar. I don't know why it's an S. I mean, it seems like it's, it, it doesn't make any sense at all. But like the symbol for ascent is a C with a little weird line through it. Also, what's a line for? Like, why do we need that? It's weird. I have no idea. No it idea. seems like you're trying you to me. strike through it. It doesn't make sense. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. It, I'm, with I'm with the pound, when you write the pound, do you, like with the dollar, it's, uh, the dollar sign and then the numbers, is that how the pound is written or does the pound symbol go after the amount? No, no. We, we follow the same principle. I, I, 
pretty sure I I've not known of any currency in the world that does it any other way. It's always the like the, the yen, for example, would be the Y mm. with the, you see the yen does it right. They've see, got they, the right symbol. They're killing it. They're killing uh, it. Yeah. Although yeah. there's another symbol for the yen, which is um, it's it's a kanji symbol, and I can't remember mm. what it is off the top of my head. But mm-hmm. the internationally kind of like accepted one is a Y with a couple of lines through it. Yeah, uh, and that's put before the number as well. And like, as far as I know, like euros, that's the same. Um, gotcha. Dollary dues, like the Australian dollar, that's the same. Um, I, I can't think of a single. There's probably plenty out there, but I can't think of any that do anything yeah. other than the symbol before the money. Because we yeah. have like the cent sign, which hardly gets used now. I feel anyway, but like that goes after. Because it'd be like five C with like the line through it. But I've mm-hmm. noticed uh, lately on the internets people uh maybe younger people uh, i'm not sure uh didn't get taught the same that i did so it's like i've been seeing more and more where they put the dollar sign afterwards and it drives me fucking bonkers because i think they're thinking like oh well you say the number and then you say dollars so clearly logically like if you wrote it out you'd be like the number and then the dollar sign and i it mm. it throws me off every time i and just if, think you know that's just poor education i think I'm, 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 unfortunately I'm yes gonna... i think so yeah, USA, um, USA, <laughs> USA, number one. We're doing it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it's, it is infuriating. It's kind of like it's the monetary equivalent of there, there, and there, you know? Like, mm. I, what was I? I was on Facebook the other day and there was a post regarding like Harry and Meghan, I think it was. And the top rated comment used like the wrong version of there in a sentence which Oof. was berating people for not being smart enough to <laughs> of course to tell what was going on and like everybody just put all piled on them and it was pure joy i didn't have to say a thing i just read it and just sucked it all in like it was it was a oh, wonderful like moment yeah. yeah that's perfect it's perfect mm. um well i think we got a a, a decent sync word out of there because my mind is stuck on dollary do you said this is the <laughs> this is what they spend in australia is that right yeah that's i think that's what the simpsons called them were dollary dues i can't remember exactly where it i comes know that from, word but, but yeah i don't know why you know what even if it's made up i still like it uh we certainly haven't used it before uh and i would love it if that was like actually what it is like there's a guy who is inventing uh the language down in australia and like you know terminology and everything he invented the didgeridoo and he's like well i guess we'll call this the dollaridoo keep going Why not? yeah keep going <laughs> absolutely there's an official uh change.org petition to change the australian currency name to dollaridoos so uh it's getting momentum for sure well, Good. I'm I'm glad that that's the case because I, yeah. I I for one cannot wait until the world is is uh, completely run in accordance with the Simpsons ideology of how things should Absolutely. be. Absolutely, clearly they are the the right people to be setting the world agenda, and it will probably turn out in another fifty years that they were actually the Illuminati. Yeah. Um, oh man, what know. a twist! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Stonecutters, another they're like secret thing, and that the, was their thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like the stonecutters are real, and yeah. they were like trying to indoctrinate us this whole time, <laughs> take over the world. What's that scene where it's it's a meme now, but it's like um, Homer gets a boulder taken off of his. He's, he's got like it's you know like Paul and Shane, and he has <laughs> yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. a boulder taken off, and then he goes woohoo, and then he has a larger one affixed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Love yeah, that. totally. I, I don't know if that was Stonecutters or another one, but yeah, all of my memes come from The Simpsons because uh, my friend Mark is a big uh, Simpsons shit posting uh, mm. guy. Like he's a member of the Simpsons shit posting Facebook group, and <laughs> constantly <laughs> there's a stream cool. of this stuff. 
on his feed and it's <laughs> it's all really good stuff um but i haven't watched the simpsons properly in years actually Same. i know right yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it's very strange like they I just heard they got renewed again for like another two or three seasons. And I'm like, but who's still watching it? Yeah. <laughs> like, like I love the Simpsons, but like I haven't watched it in so long. As yeah, I think Disney were, money. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. I think they were renewed up through like season 35 or something like that. Yeah. So 35. yeah, it's crazy. Jesus yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I don't yeah, think that's, Raw that's has 35 seasons, but apparently <laughs> the Simpsons does. Crazy. Ow. Damn. Uh, okay, so let's sync with Dollary Do. Dollary Do. The official Dollary currency do. of Let's Talk About Stuff on the number three. Come. One, two, three. Dollary, Dollary do. do. Ah, yeah. I liked it. I liked excellent, it. Excellent, excellent. Howdy, boys. How you doing? My name's Dave. I'm from good old southern states of the United States. I love me some grits and gravy and crocodile steaks. I don't know. L P A S.